0: Hey family, it's your boy J-Rated R. And yes, you are tuning in to Roll Radio. where you heard it here, you heard it first. On Roll Radio, family, there are no stereotypes, no discrimination. We talk about everything. There's no filters and there's no censorship. We talk about spirituality, religion, what's going on in the world, relationships, all that, and a whole lot more. So if you're looking for something down to earth or even outside the box... What's up, Pharaoh Radio family? It's your boy, J-Rated R. And you're tuning in to another episode of Pharaoh Radio. Where well, you heard it here, you heard it first, no doubt. I want to wish everyone out there a blessed evening, a day or night, whatever time it is that you're picking up this podcast and listening to your boy. Uh, I hope you all are getting um, a great deal of enjoyment, excitement and thrill. As much as education from these rapture and resurrection podcasts that we've been doing, uh, part three will drop on Tuesday. So, um, You know, I when I prep for these things, family, I really have to get my notes and everything in place. Things I want to put in here, things that I have to make sure that I'm not leaving out. And I even sometimes have to go over my own podcast just to make sure I didn't leave nothing out. So when I give you all this because it's a four part series, I could have just did it all one, two, three, four back to back. But I felt like giving people time enough to not only uh, get with that the show is out. The podcast that is give them time and their free time to actually listen because it's five hour um the last show we did was over five hours i didn't originally plan for that but i told y'all before i even started the first one that these podcasts were going to be <sighs> lengthy in the sense that i'm explaining something to you all that you probably never heard before when you've uh if you've heard or if you've even knew somewhat about um what they call the seven year tribulation well I, in this particular series i'm gonna show you all There's not a seven year tribulation that's not even biblical, but I am going to use what is biblical and I'm going to explain it to the best of my ability, to the best of my capability. And so I hope that each and every one of you who really take my podcast serious, especially those of you who rock with the Bible, if you're a Bible thumper and you really rock with it like that. You're going to really be one's to appreciate this. For those who kind of on, you know, the fence, straddling the fence or just conscious and spiritual, just spiritually conscious, this is for you, it's for anybody. Now, I don't expect everybody to just be uh a fanatic or or a supporter of biblical um prophetic and uh and explained Information. I don't. I know I'm, I have people from all walks of life from all over the world that tune into this show. Thank you for that as well. All praise be to the most high. You guys know I'm all about being spiritually conscious. You already know. I've talked about just about everything you can talk about. But I put it more so in these podcasts in the last couple years or so. Biblical. Because it is biblical. My job is to show you all that whatever it is that you're into. If I know anything about it. Because I've either experienced it for myself or I've had years of study. And still there's nothing that beats experience, fam. You can study all you want. Be very um, well inclined and endowed with information and gifted to know things. But if you haven't experienced it, it kind of deviates or takes somewhat away from what you say or claim you know. It kind of takes away from that. You understand but when you've had experiences in it even i don't care even on a minute level you've experienced it no one can take that away from you and so to gain more better understanding understanding or whatever over your experiences you go and delve deeper into it by studying it comparing and contrasting and it comes together all praise be to this holy spirit O ruach hakodesh who leads us in all forms of truth right so my thing is this Terminologies, Christ consciousness, new age terms, they call it, right? I am higher self. Well, I've done podcasts on higher self. I even did a podcast that's called, uh, well, I don't remember what it's called, but it, it, in the title it says higher self or the uh, self spelled backwards is flesh or flesh spelled backwards is self. It's something like you have to go in my archives, man. <laughs> I hadn't done a lot of stuff, stuff that I don't even re- remember fully doing until I look at it but i know i've done it um and you can see the growth you can understand that uh, Jay rated all himself has grown since he's done these podcasts with you all and, and i've transitioned to greater things i um i'm transforming i'm getting wiser uh and i don't say that with ego i don't say that with uh my shoulders you know my butt on my shoulders or nothing fam i'm very humbled I'm very humble because I know that the Lord taketh, the Lord giveth, he can take any given time. We are to be humbled in what we learn and how great we've become uh, past certain obstacles in our life. And our job is not to hold on to this information, not to keep it for ourselves. It's an inheritance given to you, and you have to give it to others. And how do you do that? Hard work, determination, right? You have to prove yourself. Faith is dead without works. You guys know how I go. You've been hearing me, you know how I go. You've been walking along with me in this Bible. You've been seeing it in other experiences from other doctrine I've presented throughout these podcasts all these years. You know, from ancient Egypt to, you know, we we talk about everything. Everything. As much as we can. And that's about anything in life that you go through in your day to day. That's about things that are outside of the norm. That's things that's in the quantum realm or the paranormal or what you call the supernatural. And so... I'm happy to do this. Truly from the bottom of my heart, I'm really happy to do this. Time waits for no man, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow is not promised, fam. Today isn't even fully promised to you. Take each moment as if it's your last and do it the right way. Don't wait to think you got time to get right with God or, or the most high. I like to say the most high, y'all, y'all ooh, uh. Don't think that you have that time made available to you. That availed time is only borrowed time. And it's given to you now. While you're consciously aware, for those meaning consciously, meaning aware of what you can do better than you could just a second or yesterday or yesteryear. So stop thinking that you can have it your way like it's Mickey D's and still go out here and mess up. And it's going to be all forgiven. It's repent means to start in the mind and then in the heart. And it means to change. Nothing happens overnight. Of course, I've told you all that. But for those of you that think, well, everybody's doing this. Well, everybody ain't going to have to stand before. I mean, everybody's going to stand before their their creator, their maker. Now, a lot of you don't even believe in that. You think, oh, reincarnation. I've done this past life a thousand times uh, until I get it right. Hell is just a figment of the imagination. Hell is both um, the mind and it's a literal location. I want you all to know that there's nothing fake about it. There's nothing scare tactical about it. It's a real place. And, you know, you can have your arguments all you want about the things that we've talked about, unless you've wholeheartedly been studying this Bible inside out, unless you've dedicated yourself to all the other doctrines outside of the Bible. It's where you can compare and contrast and have a valid argument or banter, if you will. J-rated all is not your enemy. That's why I did a podcast called Galatians 4.16, which means and when you read that scripture, it says, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth. A lot of people don't want to hear the truth takes them away from what they're doing and shines a light in the dark on them. And they don't like to be exposed. Well, that could be any of us, myself included, you, anybody. No one is above it. No one has a monopoly on suffering. And uh, no one is excluded here. Family, no one gets omitted. I don't care what your status is. I don't care what your male or female status is. I don't care how good you look. I don't care how much money you got. None of that means anything in the spirit realm. None of it. These are material gains, this is a construct of carnal-minded, fleshly, um, irrelevant things that we we hold dear and, and important. But and, and the truth of it is, on all actuality, you came in this world with nothing, you leave with nothing. You came naked, you leave naked. Unless somebody putting clothes in your physical body, but you're leaving naked. That means you leave unexposed. You're leaving with nothing. No one wants to go to their grave forgotten, Right? But the Bible says if you go to hell, your name is blotted out of the book of life. Your name is forgotten. No one remembers you. No one knows who you are in hell. There is no identification. There's no one talking. It's just pain, suffering, terror, eternal damnation, burning and and, and worms that never die. All this stuff, man. So listen, I'm not trying to scare you even if it comes off that way. I hope I am, though. Enough for you to take your own self serious. You know, I was listening to something usa africa song back that came out in 85 when i was uh when i was a young cat back in the day when i was young in 85 i um uh, i grew up listening to all the celebrities in the u.s africa uh, usa uh, of africa with michael jackson and them was saying we are the world you had ray charles bon jovi Hue- huey louis you had john Kerry, you had tina turner cindy Lauper. Kenny Rogers, uh Kenny Logan, Loggins. You had all these different people. Rich Ritchie, uh, Richie, uh Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, I mean the Dion Warwick, you name it. They were there. <laughs> okay? Even ones that won't really sing individually they were there. You know, Sheila E. All these people were there. All the big time celebrities back in the day were there. All of them. You know? Uh, Daryl Hall from Daryl uh, Oaks and Daryl uh, Oaks. You know, all these people were there, man. They were singing. And the thing that gets me, man. <sighs> I was listening to the lyrics, right? See, this is this is how the satanic industry gets us. Let me show you all something real quick, man. They said, we are the world. We are the children. We are the ones to make a brighter day. So let's I might even play that in. This one of these segments, man, just for y'all. I might. I said I might. If I don't, don't get mad because I didn't say I would for sure. I said I might. You just have to listen to the show to find out whether I, or whether or not I do it. But the point I'm making is when you listen to the lyrics or even look at the lyrics as you're reading them, there's some things that go against the scriptures. And some people say, oh, you're reaching. Oh, you're looking too big in it. No, 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 family. I'm conscious. You're not looking deep enough. And that's the problem. That's how... The devil has blinded a lot of people. He's the God of this world, right? That's why he's blinded a lot of people. Folks don't want to hear the truth. They turn from it because it doesn't have itching ears. It doesn't, it doesn't faze them. It doesn't have what they want to hear. I'm not here to say what you want to hear, fam. I'm here to wake you up and telling you the truth. And sometimes the truth is not what you want to hear or see, but it's to wake you up because I love you that much for real to let you know you got a booger in your nose, fam. Why are you tripping? Because I tell you this. Trip because I don't tell you the truth. And I lead you into a place of darkness that can get your soul damned. Then you can have a... Uh, you can That blood is on my hands. You feel what I'm saying? Bible says blood is on your hands when you're not telling your brothers and sisters the truth. Irregardless if they believe it or not. You tell them if you, can, if you can get them to see it, fine. If you don't, you dust your feet off and you move on. Because that blood is no longer on your hands. It's, it's knowing the truth, but not doing anything about it that makes it a sin. And I, I'm held responsible. That's why I tell you all this, because I really love you. And this is why I've given you the scriptures. I've given you Isaiah 520. You can listen to the podcast, Isaiah 520, because it talks about the times we end will be reversed. Things that were good will be bad. Things that are bad will be uh, considered good and praised and glorified. That'll become the norm. Sweet will become bitter, bitter will become sweet Light will become dark, dark will become light and it gets so to the point that y'all will be so desensitized as a planet That you won't even know evil when you see it You won't even be able to identify with it And even when you do, you won't even have no emotions towards it Because you'll be so desensitized that you don't feel nothing That's how That's how well orchestrated, planned out for decades and to thousands of years That this darkness, this satanic kingdom of darkness Has had its hands in trying to change not only the image and likeness of us who we were made in from the creator's point but he's tried to change not only how we act how we look transhumanism aka anthropomorphism right metamorphosizing ourselves into something not only literally mentally but also spiritually psychically and emotionally and he's done a good job look at the confusion out here now look at all the signs that were once good have been taken for bad Everything has been turned upside down and y'all still want to question me as to whether or not do I really rock with this Bible. <laughs> now, I, I haven't had anyone individually question me. I'm saying that because I'm sure a lot of you in your head have. OK, I speak what I feel people would will, will normally ask as I'm talking to somebody from somewhere across this world. If it ain't you, then I ain't talking to you. But if you are that person, then I'm talking to you. It's just that simple. Let's make it simple. Let's make it make sense, even when it doesn't. And so I'm listening to the song. We All the world. Right. And fam, check this out. If you've been walk, walking with me sometime and we've been in these scriptures and you've been taking notes, you've been reading the stuff yourself. If you're somebody who's taken under the Bible, you know, things that the Bible say to do the world is against because the Bible says anyone who is a friend of the world is an enemy to God. It's in James chapter four. All right. But. It's so many chapters we could use, or so, so many passages or or scriptures we could use to show this, and not out of context. Might I add? I don't like doing out of context. I like doing things that are clear, concise, to the point, and speaking just about what it's talking about. And the thing about the Bible it's so well advanced spiritually because of the Creator that you could be talking about one thing, but it also means two or three other things when you look into it deeper, because it all makes sense. The most high is a multidimensional being of immense power on a way higher level of consciousness than us. So, of course, he's not going to just put things in one or two contents. He's going to put it three dimensionally for us to get it right there and then. But the more advanced we become spiritually and we have his spirit to know the truth, the more you start seeing he was talking about events in the past, present and future. Things he was talking about was also metaphorical, symbolic and literal. See, these are the things that I get and gather from years of study, but it, I'm, I'm learning more now than I ever have because I'm in a different point in my life spiritually. And it has to happen through discipline. It has to happen through sometimes tra- traumatic experiences. It happens through Asking and wanting to seek the truth, and you'll end up finding it because you're looking for it. Your intensity, family, is what creates reality. It's what manifests reality. That's why it says in the scriptures, as a man thinketh in his heart, so shall is he. If you had faith, meaning to believe without doubt, you could do anything literally. And it also says, through Christ, all things are possible. So if he's telling you all these things in different scriptures, that if you believe, You can be healed. If you believe you can move mountains, literally, if you believe these things will come about, it's telling you the power of belief. A lot of you don't even believe in the Bible, who are spiritual, believe in that you believe in the law of attraction. You believe in scientifically proven that these things on frequencies that are higher. Can do miracles because things that operate on a lower frequency bandwidth only create death and disease that's why a lot of disease well any disease it has its own frequency and if we vibrate on a higher level of frequency like love it cancels out anything below that nothing can exist on a higher frequency that's that's of a lower frequency so you see how i'm telling you all these things on one and the same i either speak it biblically i speak it spiritually or i speak speak it scientifically I'm conflating the same things to you all in a different language that you understand from where you are at. So that when I am bringing these things together, you can see that they're one and the same, that they're not different. That's the truth and the truth. So show help us all. (laughs) okay? because that is what I'm about, fam. I'm not about sugarcoating. I'm not about telling lies, exaggerations, and I'm not about getting hits, being popular. Those things don't matter at all to me. But I do want to reach out to as many people as possible in the populace by giving them the truth. What they do with it or how they rock with it or what resonates with them is on them. J Reed at all is wiping his hands clean so I don't have the blood of nobody else on my hands and I'm dusting my feet off. All the scriptures tell us to do is that you can only speak the truth. And whoever receives it, great. Whoever doesn't, don't force it. Don't infringe it upon them. Say what you have to say, whether you like it or not, because you love them. And if they don't take it, dust your feet off and move on. And that's all I'm trying to do. And that's all I've ever tried to do while I'm growing. I tell you all the time, I'm no different than any of you. I'm a sinner. If that's the term we got to use, I'm a sinner like everybody else. I'm an ordinary man in search of extraordinary things. And the creator, that's it. And I got no shame about it. (sighs) So now, (laughs) now that I've said all that, before we take our first commercial break, I want to say this. When you listen to We Are The World, listen closely. There's segments in that song that say, um, we're saving our own lives. Wait a minute. Now, some of you say, well, that's just what's wrong with that? When you when you walk, when you look both ways, Jay, and I'll give you an example. Some people say when you look both ways, Jay, if you watch on both sides of the uh, street before you cross to keep from getting hit by a car, you're not saving your own life. Yes. Common sense. Of course, you have free will. You make decisions every day that can cause you death or can cause you life. Bible tells us in Proverbs 18, 21, your tongue is powerful. You could speak life and blessings or you could speak death and curses on people. Same thing in James chapter 3, verse 5 through 10. It says the same thing about the tongue. It's like a fire. It can either be used for good or bad. Again, we have power. JR is not saying that. So don't try to minimize what I'm saying. Or devalue what I'm telling you. Listen to what I'm saying, folks. The Bible says, Whoever is willing to save his own life for his own sake will lose it. But if you pick up your cross and walk daily with Christ, whoever's willing to save, uh, lose their life for Him will save their life. And He will not only give you life, but He'll give it to you more abundantly. Okay? Because He is life. He conquered death on the cross, He rose three days later, He came in His resurrection body when He rose. When he ascended, he became glorified and came back in his glorified body. The same things that Christ went through, you and I will have to go through in order to receive the same things as he received it. See, this is what it means to be a God because you're made in the image and likeness of God, but you haven't reached God's status yet. You have to live as a human or a mortal. You have to go through the trials the rituals of what a quote-unquote Christian has to go through. I don't like using that term because I don't identify with a Christian because modern-day Christianity is looked upon as a religion. It's also looked upon as the youngest religion. And let me tell you something, there's nothing religious about the scriptures. It's all spiritual. And when, the sooner some of you all can wrap your minds around that, the greater impact you will have in advancing spiritually yourself because if you just take these lessons that J-rated R is, is sharing with you all and pre- put them to practice for yourself, for your own proof, you'll see that I'm not telling nothing that's not true. The Bible says to prove all things, right? That's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21. Prove all things, fam. Hold fast to that which is good. So I'm just trying to give you all some context here. But family, when we come back from our first commercial break, we're going to talk a little bit more about this. This is just a a laid back podcast until you get ready for part three of the resurrection and rapture that's coming out on Tuesday. So y'all chill out. Have a wonderful day. And we will return after these messages. Stay tuned. Peace and blessings, family. I'm your boy G. This is Faye Radio. You're tuning in. Happy to have you all join in. So, yeah, I played it, which I pretty much told you I would. And if you read the uh, description, <laughs> yeah, I kind of gave it away. Uh, but you know, it's still a beautiful song. Please don't be. Uh, in any way, shape, form, or fashion thinking that I hate the song. I'm just disappointed in certain things about the song, but you still can take away from it some good things. Beautiful to see every white, everyone like that in that time come together. All of them have an exceptionally, wonderfully given, beautiful voice that the Most High has blessed them with. We're saving our own lives. Yeah, it's beautiful when you hear it. I just want to point out some things so that it'll help you consciously be more aware of the lyrics and songs that you guys love. See, here's the thing. Music is by design set up for you to enjoy, to be a part of, to rhythmically synchronize yourself and becoming one with, to conflate, to merge. And there's nothing wrong with good music. You have to understand that there's secrets in this world that people are unaware of scientifically, spiritually. There are spiritual laws. There are things that help people. Again, if you all understand anything about subliminal advertising, it's the same thing. Um, if you can keep on rep- repetitiously repeating something over and over, it becomes a habit, right? If you keep playing something or showing something when people are on the road, when it comes to signs, billboards, it becomes subconsciously implanted and they don't even realize it. And then they'll just, one, this out of the blue randomly have an idea or something that relates to that advertisement, they'll want to do it and they don't even really know why they just have a craving, you know, and this is what subliminal advertising is, right? This is what it is to subconscious sub meaning below threshold. Subconscious means below the threshold of conscious awareness. So it's below your awareness. And this is how a lot of people get hypnotically in a trance and induced with uh commands and, and things of that nature that they're not even aware of. And then they will act those things out in their conscious uh, day-to-day life, but they don't realize that's what's going on. And so when I tell you all these things, I'm doing this to help uh, enhance what you already know or to just bring to your awareness that what you really didn't pay much close attention to. And I've been just as much uh, in that same category as you all, fam, there's times that You know, we can easily get so sucked into the world, caught up in a a beat or a song or how well or how nice something sounds that we're not paying attention to what's really being said. And if you want to know something, if the devil were to do something, which he does it all the time, he's not going to come like a devil. He's not going to come looking like a devil, sounding like a devil. He's going to come sounding really good. Remember, in heaven, Halal, a.k.a. Lucifer, was an anointed cherub. Okay, he could sing beautifully. He was given all. He was made out of perfection. His name means to anoint. His name means to celebrate. His name means to praise. Hey, Lao. This is where in the word hey, Hallelujah, it's really hey, Lao Lu Yah, Yah is the Most High. He's praise be to Yah. But praise went through the cherub, hey, Lao, to give to God, to Yah. And so we've had these talks before, maybe not as intricately in detail, which we will have much later. But I did remember telling you all this in a podcast and uh, I went into details when we were talking about the different harmonizations of the arm um and all of that. I, I broke that down to you then about Halal and his name. But getting back on track here, I hope when you listen to it, I'm sure you some of you sung to this song. It's a beautiful song. And you know, I song to it, too. But I want, you, I want to point out some things in scriptures here now that what I said prior to uh, us listening to that song, I want to show you now what I mean by some of the lyrics. And you'll have to go back yourself and read the lyrics and actually listen to the song again to know. I mean, I could play it right now while I'm talking to you all and break it down that way. But uh, I want to talk it, talk it out first if I decide to do that. And, you know, that video, the original video, it's got 132 million views. But that's nothing compared to a lot of videos that are already at a billion. So it just goes to show you that the world loves music because the world is music. Everything is rhythm and blues, rhythm and power, arithmetic. That's why they call the organs in our body organs or instruments, because we represent we resonate on a frequency of sound. Sound created everything. The Lord's thoughts brought it into existence and it became what you call a vibration, which is energy and vibration is created through sound. And so when he said, word said, and he said, let there be light. There was light. He said it. He spoke it. He vibratorily spoke it into existence through sound. So this is why, hence, everything is based on sound effects. Everything's based on light and sound. Right. They call it sonolucent. Sono meaning sound, lucent meaning light. So everything is light and sound. This is why we live in a hologram, a simulation, if you will, because it's based off of light. I'm not going to get into all that right now, but you know, it gets deep. And you know, we've gotten deep on this show and we continue to try our best to keep it coming. So let's look at some things that were said in that song. It may not be in the order, but it says we are the world. We all the children. We are the ones to make a brighter place. So let's start giving. All right. That's beautiful, right? Who wouldn't want to give? Who wouldn't want to, you know, our hearts? I even heard God's name referenced in there a couple of times. Oh, give him your heart by Diane Warwick. Now, the part that Willie Nelson song. Come on, God. Turning bread, to uh, turning stone to bread. That never happened in the Bible family. <laughs> it was referenced, but he never turned anything because this was talking about man shall not survive by bread alone. That was first said back in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse three. So let's start with that. And then Jesus spoke to Satan about it in Matthew chapter four, verse four, when the devil was tempting him in the desert, telling him, if you are truly the son of God, command these stones to turn to bread for what is written. See, the devil knows the scriptures better than you and I, but he twisted, it. he likes to twist the scriptures because that's what he does. He's a master deceptionist, he's a liar, but he knows the truth because he came from it, right? So there's no, he was never deceived. He came from heaven where all things were good and perfect. You and I were born into sin because of what Adam and Eve did. And the devil was given dominion of this planet then because he introduced sin when Adam and Eve broke God's commandment and disobeyed him. Sin was born and the devil knew that and he he was the one to deceive them. And so that's how all this stuff got started, fam. If you want to, in a nutshell, just summarize it in a biblical manner. We can get deep into the Anunnaki and how all this stuff connects to all of that. But I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I'm saying I've done it I've I've done it and I don't mind having podcasts for those things but let's go to Deuteronomy and for those of you don't know what Deuteronomy is it's one of the first five books of the of the Old Testament called the Torah meaning the law of instruction that Moses wrote uh, if you believe Moses wrote it for some of you who like to say Moses was actually a character who was um a figured uh a figurine if you will who was actually um the ancient Egyptian Pharaoh Thutmosis or Tutmosis. I've done this story of the true story of Moses. So make sure you go back to that if you haven't. If you need to get a more clear understanding of things, make sure you go back into the archives of Pharaoh Radio while, while you still can. And listen to things like the true story of Moses, where I go into intricate detail on some things. Check that out. But that's not what this is about. This is just me pointing out some things here with what we're talking about. And we're not, this This whole podcast family is not on uh, USA for Africa. I wanted to start it off talking about that because as the title says, what else can I tell you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What else can I tell you? So much to talk about. A lot of run, uh, ranting and, and just repeating ourselves over and over saying the same thing. And after a while, you get tired of all the ranting You get tired of all the constant gossip and murmuring. Uh, But this is what happens. This is why the Bible is so clear about so many things. You know, the Bible tells you how to live, how to act. Did you know that in the scriptures it says that anybody that keeps gossiping, that gossip goes down into your stomach and creates ulcers? The pains in some of our bodies come from the way we act, our attitude. I kid you not, it's in the scriptures. We'll have a talk about that later when we do the hell podcast. I don't want to bring all that out now. I want to talk about life and death when we do the hell podcast because there's so many verses in the Bible in reference to hell. We're going to talk about what hell truly is based on the Bible. We're going to talk about life, where the good comes from. We're going to talk about how your attitude can create these diseases and it all happens to be co- it all comes down to spiritual vibration. It also comes down to lower frequency, which is the same thing. Spiritual vibration is frequency. Another word for that is energy. Another name for that is, um, you know, how you vibrate is based on, on megahertz. Megahertz is a frequency, oscillating frequencies. That's all it is. A sin wave. So, keyword being sin. S-I-N-E. Now, some people call that sine. They'll say, well, that's a sine wave. But you see the word S-I-N in it, in the word S-I-N-E. These are oscillating frequencies. We have talked about this a long time ago on this show. Uh, But like I said, I'm going to have some, um, if it's y'all's will, once we get past this Rapture series, then I can focus on some other things for y'all. It's more up to date. And we're going to also bring back into effect information that I've mentioned before in the past um, podcast that I've done in the past podcast. And that way I'm going to get you all refreshing for what's what's coming, Um, because these things become more relevant. The closer we get to these events that are manifesting before our very eyes. That's why it's very pertinent and important and very essential that you all get this information and share it. Don't hold all this in for yourself. Whether you get it all or not, just let me be the one to explain it to the people. You just get them to the podcast. Okay? And if they don't wanna listen to it, that's their very, that's their, their, their most, their God given right. You know? I'm not here to put a gun in nobody's head and say, listen, you are gonna listen. And even if I did that, would they listen for the right reason? No, they listen because they're scared for their life that if they don't, I'm gonna blow their brains out. Not realizing I'm trying to save their life, I'm not gonna really pull no trigger on nobody. I don't need to do that. Let the word of the most high reach these people. And look at, listen to you. Some of you were, uh, were, were disbelievers or weren't so sure. And now listen to you. Some of you support the content. And you may not agree on everything I've said. But you, for the most part, since you've been doing your own research and these things have been coming into light uh, on their own for you to see it's self-evidence, you're starting to see it ain't, it ain't about your boy. I'm just one of many that, that this is my job. This is what I'm here to do. This is one of my callings. It's to share, to teach, and to, uh, to be of good cheer and encouragement and to comfort you with words. Even when we're living in times where things aren't so encouraging, they're more discouraging than they've ever been. They're more darker. And we have great moments where we still can enjoy our lives, but let's not take our lives for granted by doing things that can really cause more harm to us than anything else. Deuteronomy chapter eight verse three says, and he humbled you and suffered you to hunger and fed you with manna. The manna is the bread that Moses and them had in this time that came from heaven when God was feeding them and they were in the wilderness. They said, how are we going to eat? Moses prayed and God told him, um, there will be food that would come to you. Be patient. And, And then when they woke up in the morning, Heaven opened up and it was on the bushes. It was coming from the sky. It was bread, but it was bread sent from heaven called manna. So, manna is bread. But this is what it says And he humbled you and suffered you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you knew not, neither did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeds. Out of the mouth of the Lord, man lives. Now, that's in Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse three. It is also regurgitated later, thousands of years later, well, hundreds of uh, years later. Might as well say thousand. (laughs) But uh, it's it's regurgitated later in Matthew chapter four, verse four. When Jesus is in the desert, again, he's in the wilderness and the desert. For 40 days and for 40 nights, Moses and his people was in the desert for 40 years. See this anonymous connection there? And yet in this wilderness, while he was by himself, Yahusha, Jesus, that is, the devil came to him when he was at his weakest, hungry, thirsty in a human body suffering like any human being would. Yet he was still the son of God. He was God himself in the human form. And the devil came to him and tempted him when he was at his weakest. Because most times when we're at our lowest, that's when the devil hits us. We're more desperate. We're uh, we're not thinking. It's, we're not as polished or sharp in our thinking. So he gets you when, you when you're off guard. He catches you when you're at a vulnerable point in your life. And it seems like nothing else is going your way. This is when the devil comes in. With all this temptation. Now, Matthew chapter four says this. Let me go to verse three. And when t- and when the tempter, meaning the devil, came to him, meaning him, meaning Jesus, he said, if you be the son of God. Command that these stones be made bread. Verse four. But he answered and said, and this is Jesus who answered Satan saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now see, the devil knows the scriptures too. But he was going up against one who knew him better because he was the word made flesh, right? So, you know, he knew the scriptures. But he was testing him or tempting him as a man. See, to see if he would give in. And he didn't, of course, because greater is the spirit than it than the flesh. Now, what is the point in this? I'm saying, well, this is all in contrast into we all the world. Now, maybe I can get to a point where I can pull it out. Uh, I'm going to play certain parts of this movie. I mean, not this movie, this uh, this song to you all to see if I can point them out. Because these are the things that you need to understand Don't just see it as Well they made a mistake No, Hollywood is run by the devil family The music industry, the sports industry And the movie industry They're all the same They're all under the same things If you, if you haven't learned anything on this show It's because either you haven't been Listening to all the shows we've had Coming up to this point Or you just simply don't believe And haven't done your own research This is not speculation This is not pessimism me being pessimistic. No, this is me being honest, open, and as truthful as I can possibly be, shedding the lies, knocking down the veil, and getting you all to just see it for yourself. Not because I want it to be that way. You know, this is what we got to do, family. We got to come to an understanding of what's being said here. Now, I want you to listen to this. <laughs> Might not be the part. Oh, yeah, it's coming up. Dionne Warwick and then Willie Nelson.
1: Come on, God. So they know that Here come
0: Willie. Will now, I want you to hear this part about the bread. God has shown us by turning stone to bread. He never did that. You just heard me read that in Deuteronomy 8, 3 and Matthew 4, verses 4. (laughs) We don't live by bread alone, but Satan and Matthew chapter 4, verse 4 and Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Satan is tempting Jesus and he's saying, for it is written. Well, no, he didn't say that. Jesus told him it was written, but Satan told him, he said, if you be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Well, what did Willie Nelson just read? He was read the lyrics he was given. As God has shown us by turning stones to bread. He never did that. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> the God he referred to is the devil, because the devil was the one that tried to tempt Jesus into st- turning those stones to bread. And Jesus told him, no. Man doesn't survive by bread alone, but by the, every word of, of the living God. So that's one part I want to show you in the scriptures. Now, some of you may say, well, you're reaching. It's too many parts in this in this song for me to be reaching. See, when you get conscious, man, you don't care about your feelings no more. You don't care. I mean, you care about feelings, but you don't care about the ways of the world no more. You're You're looking at things that are too coincidental because they're patterns, continuous patterns, too many things. That keep on happening in order for you to not keep calling it a coincidence, fam. And some of you may not have gotten there yet because you're so still into the world. You're still into your feelings. You like what you like. You love the way things are. As the Bible says, a lot of people love the sins of the world. And you can't be a friend of the world and love God at the same time. God loves the world. He created it. But he doesn't love the way the world is because the world is made of sin. It's in the sinful image. He can't stand sin. This is why he sent us his son, the cleanses of those things. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to show you some things that this song has brought out of me in order for me to see it, because the Ruach Kakodesh, right? The Holy Spirit has revealed these things to me to reveal to you. A lot of you already on board. You know this. A lot of you don't. And that's fine. This is not a competition about who knows what, and who doesn't. I could care less. That's an ego. That's again, that's a lower frequency way of thinking. We're not here to promote lower frequency, low vibrating behavior. We're here to promote higher frequency, higher vibrating behavior, because it leads to what? Love unconditionally, truthfully, genuinely, authentically. That's all I'm here to do. But in order to get to heaven, you got to go through hell, right? In order to understand there's a cleansing process taking place, you have to understand that there's dirt and filth that's there first in order to have to be cleansed. And so, We're just point that's what the truth does. It points out the filth. Some people don't want to hear that. That's fine. I don't care what they want to hear. They're gonna hear it today because I care about them. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So get in your feelings if that's what you gotta do. Just make sure you still listen. All right, that's all I ask. You don't gotta agree, but it's kind of hard not to once you see the facts. Once you see how things repeat themselves all on their own account, without any of us interfering. You start learning, Okay, this is uh, there's more to this than just what meets the eye, especially when these things come into light and they manifest right before your very eyes. How how many of you are going to keep being in denial of what you're seeing? (sighs) I get it. At first, some of this stuff's scary. It's hard. It's like, dang, that's a coincidence. But how many times does it got to keep happening for it to be a coincidence until you realize this is this is a pattern? All right. So you heard Willie Nelson say. As God has shown us by turning brick. He could have said anything that would have made sense. He could have said, uh, and it's not him. Again, he's not the writer of this. He's just a song performer. But whoever wrote these lyrics knew what they were doing. Right? And I think Michael Jackson wrote most of these lyrics, if I'm not mistaken. Him and some others composed some of this stuff. He didn't write all of them. I'm not blaming Michael now for all of it. But what I'm saying is this. Whoever wrote it, it doesn't matter. It was cute sounding and they all put their heart into it. But if you're going to do some things about Bible, fact check yourself. Because if there wasn't any intended harm, then you do more harm than good when you think you know what you're talking about. Now, I'm not saying Michael's the blame here. I'm not blaming Michael. So don't take that and run with it. I don't care who wrote it. I could look. You could look it up to see who wrote the lyrics. My thing is this. Hollywood is behind this. We are of the world, but we're not. we're, We're in the world, but we're not of the world. I said that backwards. We are in this world, family. But we should not be of it. They say, well, wait a minute. We we're born and raised here. We're humans. We're earthlings. Yes, we are. The world doesn't, doesn't just mean planet. It means generations. It's the generations that make this world um, ugly and sinful. The world itself, the planet, is not the problem. It's the beings that inhabit it. And the ones that are behind these beings, us, who are the ones influencing us, which are the fallen ones. So understand the terms. Got to understand terminology. Here's what I'm trying to show you. God says, whoever is friendly with the world is an enemy to him. Be in the world, not of the world. Be not friends with the world. Right. But we are the world. We are the children. We are the ones to make a brighter. Now, we do make a difference. It does come down to choice. They're right when they sing that part. The problem with that is. We want to acknowledge the world. We want to acknowledge the universe. And I'm just speaking in general. We want to say all oh, the universe knows this. The, everything you put in the universe comes back. All these things are true. But who created the universe? No one ever wants to go further back to give kudos to the one who's creator of it all. Now, you've heard me say this before. I'm not going to keep re keep running that down your throats this is what I want to get at in this song the first part we heard just now William Nelson said for God has shown us by turning stones to bread okay well you just heard me read Matthew 4 4 that is not what happened so that's a lie okay again whoever wrote those lyrics That's misleading and that's satanic because Satan simply means this family. When I say satanic, what I mean by this is if it's not the truth, if it goes against the true word of God, it's satanic. Because if the devil says it happened when we know it didn't, that makes it satanic. Okay, let's move on from that. Um, We're saving our own lives. All right. We can save our own lives by life choices, right? That's nothing wrong and evil about that in itself. We save our lives all the time based on choices. Like I said earlier before the commercial break, when you walk across the street and you look both ways, you're saving yourself from getting hit by a car, killing yourself. (laughs) Okay? But that's not what is being said here in this song. We are the world. OK, so they're saying we are the world. We are the children. We're the children of the world is what they're basically saying. We save our own lives. If God turns stones to bread, see, everything is opposite of what God says in this song. We are made in the image and likeness of the creator. We're born into this world. But the, the Bible tells us not to be of the world, but to only be in it. Now, what does he say that? at? Let's go to John chapter 17. See, this is what I want to get at, fam. I'm not doing any. Uh, people have this thing about hate and all this. Listen, get off of that hate stuff. That's another way to allow things that shouldn't be into play. And we're going to talk about that later in the show. I've been seeing some things on social media with celebrities being behind signing petitions that if anybody says anything against the LGBTQ, they ought to be deleted and banned. In other words, if you don't think and act like we think is what this is saying, then you ought to be dealt with. Well, where's that at? I mean, they just took away affirmative action and a whole bunch of other things. So, but it's okay for people of the LGBTQ. I'm not saying everybody who's a part of that, but the people who represent the group, right? They can say, we're coming for your kids. Now, whether you say they were joking or not, why would you even joke like that? So it's okay for them to joke like that, but it's not okay for anybody that's against them to speak their, their, their rights either. See, this is why I say it's one-sided and it's, it's all demonic, Okay, you can shake your half naked to almost entirely butt naked tail in front of a child. No one gets arrested for that. That's traumatizing to a child. A child shouldn't see that type of behavior at that age. Uh, schools are putting books out that's pornography, pretty much, calling it sex education. Making men, they're even making boys put on girls' dresses in school now when they're teaching this. Oh, yeah, look it up. Oh, but that's just a. That's just me coincidentally or hypothetically saying these things, right? Just like that. They got clubs after school programs and clubs called Satan's club now. Hmm. But y'all still don't want to see it for what it is. Okay. Need a little more convincing, eh? All right. Right on. Let's do that. Keep listening to Pharaoh radio. You'll get it. Now, in John chapter 17, verse 11, this is what it says. And now... I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, guard them by your name, the same name which you have given me, that they may be one to be joined in unity. Right. That's what that means. The word for that is yakid. kid, that they may be one as we are. And we're going to read verses 14 through 15. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Verse 15, I pray not that you should take them out of the world, but that you should guard them from evil. The Bible is telling you here in these verses. That be in the world, but not of it. That's what John is saying right here. That's what Jesus is saying in the book of John, chapter 17, verse 11 and verses 14 through 15. But I would recommend reading the whole entire chapter to get the whole context. But that's what he's saying. But yet we are the world. We are the children and we are. We were born in the world. So I'm not saying hate the planet, but hate the nature of the way the world thinks, because that's the way the most high is opposite of. Now, that chapter is talking about be in the world, not of the world. Now, let's go to the book of James, chapter four, verse four. This is for my Bible thumpers, man. This is for those who who need scriptures and context. So when they're talking to their pastors or talking to regular people, they'll have something they can use, not against people. This ain't to make people mad, but it's going to piss them off because the world, you know why it makes you mad. The world hates you, right? Because you're not of it. Jesus said the world hated him first. The world takes care of its own. The world accepts not its own. They say they won't accept his name, but they'll accept another's name. That's what the world does. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? This is by design because of sin, because the God of this world, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, who is Satan, has blinded them from the truth, which is Jesus or Yahusha. But nobody wants to hear that. Oh, that's just good. That's just good, brother. That's 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 really the Anunnaki, or that's that's really the uh, the Pleiadians. I, I don't want to hear any of that. You know, whether regardless if it is them or not, we're talking biblical today. So you can call it good versus evil, ascended masters, and all that stuff. All that stuff is just confusion, fam. And we can put all of that to the test against the scriptures. I'm just letting you know. I come from that. I know about those those terms. I know about those codes. I know about those entities. I get it. You know, oh, it's really the higher self. Oh, it's a program. Oh, we're in a matrix. We're in a simulation. Listen, I I know all that. I get it. But when it comes to this Bible, you're going to hear biblical terms. And you're going to hear it the way that I believe it. Not because I say it's that way. Or it's because that's the way I want to be. This is, I'm trying to show you, you can Put this Bible to the test yourself on every level, every level. And it will never fail you. It may not happen when you want it, but what does? Anyway, James chapter four, verse four says this. All you men and women who break wedlock know all of you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Now, let me read verse five, because this is what a lot of y'all think. Verse five says, do all of you think that the scripture says this in vain? The spirit that dwells in us lusts to envy. See, this is this is why I like reading this. I'm going to go all the way down to verse eight, verse six. But he gives more grace. Wherefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace unto the humble. Verse seven, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Verse eight, draw nigh, meaning to draw near, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts. Ye double minded people. Now, well, it says double minded, but it's talking about the people, obviously. Now, what was the purpose of that? Well, the purpose was James chapter 4, verse 4. But I felt like reading some more of that to give you full context. Because obviously, it starts off talking about those breaking wedlock, but that's not what this is saying. That was from the prior verses that led into it. But those verses were talking about people in general, which means those of you who are more friendly to the world who capitulate more to what the world says than what the Bible says, which is the most high's words or the most high himself. Y'all are enemies to him because you rather put the world first. You put the worldly sins and desires first. You think about what the world says and how the world feels first. And this is an enemy to God because he created the world, but he told you to be in it, not of it for these very reasons. And yet some of you who think the scripture is in vain, which it clearly says in, in verse five of James chapter four, you, you know not what, you, what you'd speak because we are as sinners thinking a sinner's mind, meaning we think in a worldly mind. We don't think in a spiritual one. And some of you like to capitulate and say that The spirit and the flesh have nothing to do with each other that what you do here has nothing to do with your spiritual life. But I can't tell you how wrong you really are. Everything you do in the flesh is because the spirit allows it. So there's consequences to your actions. They don't stop when you die. They roll over into the spirit world. There's laws that govern these world, these laws in this world. So, you know, (laughs) if anybody ignorantly thinks that you just don't know what you're talking about. And we have so much. We don't even have to use scriptures to prove that (laughs) we can use that through science. okay? but the scriptures are already ahead of science and it tells us this in the scriptures. So the point is, when we listen to we are the world, we are the children. You're saying you're the children of the world. You're not lying when you say that. But when you say that, you're saying you are a child of the world. How do I know that? Because in second Corinthians chapter four, verse four, that's how I know that. And this is what I'm going to show you. And all this stuff is within context, family. It's not some, oh, you're saying this to, 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 to fit the narrative of what you're saying. No, 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 I don't do that. I don't care about what I got going on. I'm talking about what the scriptures say. Verse four of chapter four in second Corinthians says, and whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them, which believe not least the light of the glorious gospel of christ who was in the image of god should shine unto them for we preach this is verse five for we preach not ourselves see it's not about us who 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 speak these words we could care less about what we got going on individually as humans we're preaching the gospel we're talking the scriptures but i'm gonna finish reading verse five for we preach not ourselves but christ jesus our master our lord and ourselves your servants for god for jesus sake Verse six, for God, who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ Jesus. So, in other words, let's even read verse seven. But we have this treasure in earthly vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So that's why all glory goes to him. We're not speaking of our own. We're not speaking in vain. We're not speaking individually or selfishly. We're not speaking of what we like, what we think, or how we feel. We're talking what the scriptures say to do, what the scriptures say is right, and what the scriptures have distinguished between the beginning to end, from light, from dark, from good, from evil. That's what I'm doing. So it ain't about me. And that's why I'm reading this to you all. In these scriptures. So you can see it ain't about Jay making it about Jay or Jay using this to fit his narrative. It's, you just heard me read verse four, whom the God of this world has become, who the God of this world is. It's not the, the creator is always going to be in charge, but he's given charge to the darkness. He's given charge to the agency known as Satan, to the entity known as Hashetan or the Satan. Or if you want to call him Lucifer, Halal. Samael, all these different beings. This is who is in control of your world that you all love so much. So when you say we are the world, we are the children. We're the ones to make a brighter place. Yes, you are beings of light. okay? but you're not just of this world. You were born in it, be in it, but not of it for the one who is in control of it is the devil. (laughs) Okay, so if you're claiming in your carnal flesh that you are a child of the world and not just in the world, then you are calling yourself a child of the devil, because the one who is God of this world. Has blinded those who do not believe the gospel. The light, which this Bible is called the Bible, which is the word of God himself. And his son that he made the Messiah is the word made flesh. Read John chapter one, verse one. You say, well, how can Jesus be God? I didn't told y'all over and over all the scriptures that show you he is God. He says it literally. He's not a Trinitarian. He's not one in the Godhead. He's the same entity with three different operations. And that is as a father, as a son and as a Holy Ghost. When you are some of you who have all of you who have names, do you not have different titles or some of you not a wife, a mother, a cousin, a daughter? Yet you're the same person. Well, that's who he is. He's a father. He's a son and he's a Holy Spirit. He has three operations. The Bible tells us this literally. So stop trying to make it's just the father, then it's the son, and then it's the the Holy Spirit. These are all three separate entities. Their work is one. No, they are one and the same. That's what I'm trying to show you. But that's not what I'm saying. That's not what this context of this show is about. The show is about showing you the truth, to be aware of the things that you're doing, the things that you're saying, the things that you're partaking in, the things that you're singing in these lyrics, because the God of this world is behind it. That's what I'm trying to get you to see. It's a beautiful song. I love the song. I was raised on the song. (laughs) You got beautiful song, rhythm, everybody coming together. Who doesn't want to see the world come together and work for for world peace? Guess what, though? The Lord tells us he came with a sword to separate the wheat from the tares, the sheep from the goats, because he knows that the coming together that he's allowing in this time is not for world peace. It's not for true uh, unification. It's not for true love. It's the devil as an antichrist coming with a new world order, which is going to globalize all the world religions, all the education, all the power under one government power, him. And this thing of peace that you all keep thinking is all, oh, he's not judging. Oh, he's accepting us as we are. Oh, he brings the gays together. He brings this and that together. All the religions are worshiping, but yet they won't allow Christianity to be in that world where, uh, oh, they'll have a false Christianity, but they won't have the scripture that we're reading from. They'll say this is a hate doctrine because it, pre- it, it preaches hate. That's what people are saying already when you try to tell them about the sins that they're committing. That's what people are saying already because you're judging them. Who are you to judge me? I'm nobody. I told you I'm a sinner like everybody else. But some of you get in your feelings when you read this word. So you like to take pieces and bits out of the Bible and use it for what you want to use it while ignoring all the rest. God is the God of yesterday, today and forever. If his whole Bible is based on him from beginning to end, what makes you what gives you any right to take what you think is, 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 is good and then leave out the rest. That's a hypocrite. You either all in or you all out. You can't say why I like certain bits and pieces. I can disagree all I want. But if this is what the word says, that's what the word says. Who am I to change it? This is hence why you've got all these different Bible versions. But the thing about it is they gave you different versions, but they couldn't take away from any of those versions was the core truth of it. That's what you got to look past. And that's why you got to study this book and start about, oh, that book ain't never done that for me. I done called on Jesus. He never showed up. Oh, Jesus ain't even a real name. That's not even the real Hebrew name. We can get into all these debates about what this and that is. I I've had shows talking about this, man. That's why I named this one. What else can I tell you? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, what else can I tell you? I mean, if you have something you'd like me to talk about, y'all got the email. There's nothing holding you back, speaking your mind and saying how you feel or telling me what you like to hear. I've done this before in the past when I used to even do um testimonies. So, again. Stop complaining and start participating, start contributing. If you don't like things that you see in this world. Do something to help. Now, I'm going to tell you, your, your work is not in vain. But what's in vain is you think you can change the events that are already to come. Now, some of you say, well, you can. Yes, we have certain power to change things. But if something is happening that's, the, that's based on the creator, a lot of you, this is where a lot of you differ from. You don't want to believe that you don't want to believe that we have to deal with this planet the way things have been predicted. Because if we have the power to change reality, all we have to do is convince a lot of people to get on the same frequency and we can change reality. Well, guess what? It's easier said than done. Look how much diversity is amongst us just with race, gender. Right. Look how much diversity is amongst us in households. Husbands can't even get along with wives vice versa. Children disobeying their mothers. People having all these different standards to what they think is right versus wrong. No one can come to an agreement on even one thing, but you want to tell me about what the Bible say. Yet the Bible is talking about all these diversities that are happening right before our very eyes in second Timothy chapter three. <clears throat> Again, you still have yet to prove to me or anyone if you're not somebody who rocks with the scriptures that what the Bible is saying is wrong. You can tell me all day how you feel about the Old and New Testament, how God seems mean and all that. But what is the relevance of that to what's going on right now? What is changing anything from the scriptures? Nothing. It's happening as it's being read, as it's already been written. From beginning to end, everything in this Bible is coming true. I don't see that happening in the cuneiform tablets of the Sumerian Doctrine. That you guys like to read about when it comes to the Anunnaki. I don't see any of this coming true or reading about it in thorough detail from beginning to end in the pyramid text of ancient Egypt. I don't see any of this in the Hindu doctrine where you talk about all these different gods. The Anazazis, I don't see all of this. There's prophecies, yes. They all contrite and come together. One way or the other as a whole. But if you got a book on just one of these belief systems, ain't none of them touching the Bible. So you can say the Bible is taken from this and it's taken from that. You can tell me that. But can you tell me this? If the Bible took from all these other things, how come all these other things aren't put together on their own accord? To explain everything in detail from beginning to end like the Bible. Sure, you can pick out a few things here and there about giants. You can tell me this about the beings. You can tell me this about that and this. But what that Bible is giving you is a story. It's not only giving you a basic story. It's giving you an allegory. It's not only giving you an allegory. It's giving you a literal point of view of what's to come and happen and has happened. It's not only doing that. It's giving you symbology. It's giving you esoteric knowledge, occult knowledge, knowledge. But they call them mysteries in the Bible because they have to be revealed to those who have the spirit of truth in them. And those things are being revealed. Everything from the so-called dome, the blackouts, the darkness, the interdimensional portals, the out-of-body experiences, the beings you call aliens, the ships we call them a macabre field or a chariot in the Bible. is described as a UFO or UAP in today. Everything from the aliens, the giants, all the different entities, a unicorn, beings with all these different hybridization, mixed genetics, reptilians, a tribe of beings called the Order of Dan, who are serpents. All that stuff's in the scriptures. And you wanna tell me this is just a good book written by regular men? <laughs> hey, man, I think some of y'all need to do deeper research than what you've been doing, man. You wanna tell me this Bible's just written by men, regular old men who are uneducated. But yet, I just told you all the things that. Going on in our reality, all the different sayings, all the different secret societies, all the different spiritual groups and doctrines that y'all are talking about is more real than this and that. All that comes from these scriptures right here, fam. And you can't tell me individually that the pyramid text can't be accurate. You telling me individually that the Sumerian doctrines can't be accurate. They're not. They don't speak on none of this. But this book does. That's why I find it personally intriguing. To compare and contrast all books to the Bible, not the Bible to all books. They just speak a different tone because of the time frame they were writing these things in at a different time. And let me make something else clear about this Greek translation. A lot of you like to go back into the Greek. This is what a lot of people who try to call themselves saying the Bible isn't accurate, that it said this, it said that, and that the English is is mistranslated. Sometimes it is mistranslated. But you still can find the original translations, even in all the versions. That, see, that's how brilliant this book is. No matter how much you try to change it, it has a core to it that all the Bibles will have to capitulate to if you do, the, if you do the, the scripture, search yourself. It tells you this in the Bible. It's like they try to get away from using the Bible, but they use it to get away from what the Bible's saying. Let me slay that slow. People will use the Bible as a diverting pattern or routine. To bypass what the Bible tells them they shouldn't be doing. So they'll use certain scriptures to try to fit a narrative. But if you study all these different versions that are slightly different, they all say the same thing when you bait, when you put the scriptures together. That's how brilliant this book is. See, your boy does his research. I don't just capitulate to something because it looks good, because it sounds good, or because the majority rule. I do my own due diligence, and I'm urging you all to do it, which is why I tell you every time I do these things with you all to search it for yourself. The Bible even is telling you in its own words from the most high. Prove all things. Search the scriptures. Just use discernment. It says this in so many passages, it ain't funny. And yes, some of you want to keep telling some people, oh, I don't believe in that book. I don't believe. But you believe in damn UFOs, man. I want you to think about that. Oh, they created us. They just said it was this one God. You don't even know what an Elohim is. Some of you. And you wouldn't even know personally, other than what you've heard somebody else say, the context of which some of this stuff is used. And that's not that's not to be disrespectful or or derogatory to those of you I said this about. I say that because you have a nerve to talk as if you're an expert in this stuff and you don't even know the basic stories. I'm talking to those people. Have some respect, whether you like it or not. You don't have to capitulate, subscribe, or believe this book. But you don't gotta dog it either. Because I don't hear none of you dogging the Quran. I don't hear none of you dogging any other book out there that's supposed to have the truth in it. You only dog out the Bible. And now why is that? Because I'll tell you, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but the principalities and the powers that be, that get in the people, that influence people. See, there's a real spiritual warfare going on, whether you have your first or your third eye open or not to see it. There's real things happening out here. Whether you get half a prophecy, some of the truth instead of all of it. What you don't realize is everything that everybody ever has to something to say about this Bible's in the middle of all of that. Now, why is that if it's just a regular book that some fisherman wrote? Think about that. Just think. I don't care if you are in your feelings right now. You need to get out of your feelings and get more into the truth. Stop basing things on how you feel because your feelings are not always serving you for your greatest good, fam. You may have a prejudice for different reasons why you don't like this book because of how you were raised around it or how it was used against you or what religion whatever. And I understand that there's some healing that needs to take place. But don't be mad at the scriptures. Be mad at how they were used. Be mad how you was raised. Be mad that you don't know all of what you think you know. Because even I'm still learning and you're no exception to that. And neither am I. You don't get acquitted or omitted from these things that you have a problem with. You got to go through that problem to to learn to heal from it. You can avoid it all you want and tiptoe all you want around it. But if you don't go through it, you'll never get over it. And it's going to always come back to haunt you because it's a very vital, important aspect and an asset to your life, whether you know that or not. And while you're making it a liability right now, make it an asset, make it work for you. What is the old saying? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Well, if the Bible is your enemy, make it your friend. Learn who the real enemy is by delving into it, putting it to the test, using discernment, proving it wrong. If you feel like you need to do that. okay. if you feel like you need to find or dispute it in some kind of way, rebuttal it, debunk it, whatever you feel like you need to do. I, 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 I encourage you. I dare you to do so in a good way. I say I, from the goodness of my heart is what I'm saying. But I, I, whatever your hate is, whatever your problem is, whatever you can't give a whole five to 10 minutes of your day and reading it. See, that's why I say a lot of you are going through all these meditations, holistic healings, taking all these classes, Reiki energy and all this stuff. And still your life is not where it should be. It may have helped some, but see, has it really helped you? Y'all are talk about this Bible ain't never done it for me. But then you'll go into some guru who claims he can get in touch with 900 beings or he's he's a, he's an ascended master on earth to tell you about reincarnation. You will go through all these silly things. Right. And I'm calling them silly on purpose because it couldn't be no more sillier what you're doing than to read the scriptures. What doesn't ask you to sacrifice no blood. It only says whoever's willing to deny himself, pick up his cross and walk with me daily. Who's ever willing to lose his life for my sake because they believe in him. They're not ashamed of him. Well, whenever you get killed, you will have life more abundantly. See, you can sit there and say, well, why would a guy want us to sacrifice ourselves? Well, let me ask you this question. How many of you guys that you believe ever died for you? Well, you say, well, Jesus and Horace are the same being. They have the same background, the same energy. They do the same things. And Egypt is older than the Christianity. Who told you that? Because I already know all that. But what I'm saying is, who told you that? Where did you really get that information? It's all over the Internet, dude. It's all on the Internet. All you got to do is just Google. Sure. You can Google. You can go to Wikipedia, too, and it'll say things that somebody can just go in there and change. The point is, I'm not knocking you for knowledge. I'm not knocking you for searching. I'm asking you, how deeply did you search? If you really had a passion for some of you are just so you're content. You can read a page. You could Google something and just read the first things that come up on the front page or or the front thread and say, well, this is the top search right here. It must be true. Read it. And then now you are here preaching and, and against it and telling everybody, oh, I found out all you got to do is Google this and do a Google search. But if you do a little bit more deeper research, you'll find out that what that Google told you was not all the truth. That's why I say how much how much how many of you are actually passionate enough to get into the word, not just read a surface uh, bit of information. I did all that, fam. And that's why I had to come back because I made a fool of myself in my earlier years thinking because I read a little something about reptilians and interdimensional planes and Pleiadians, Arcturians and all these different beings from Orion and all the different beings from uh, ancient Egypt. The three pyramids of Giza, the Giza plateau, how it lines up with the Orion constellation we call Usa, which is Osiris. It also is the internal organs in the mind called the pituitary gland, the uh the pineal gland and the hypothalamus gland, which is the three wise men and symbology. They went to see Jesus, the three magi. The word magi comes from the word magicians, which is wise men or wiseirs in Egypt, which is wizards or alchemists. See, we could go there. We could talk about Tahuti, the scribe of scribes, the, the great inscriber, the god of gods, right? The one whose name means wisdom, who's the same as Enoch in the Bible. We could talk about it. He's the ibis or the ibis bird, right? He's also the one who wrote the 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 Emerald Tablets. They're supposed to be thirty six to thirty eight thousand years older, but Bibles only been known to be what twelve to six, uh, twelve to fourteen thousand years old. How could that be? Well, I tell you, because Egypt is older than the Bible. Well, some of the stories in the Bible have been a little twisted. If you don't believe me, go to some of my other uh scripts, i mean go to some of my other podcasts i talked to you all about i gave you who to melchizedek all these different beings were how they all coincide in the bible king james and some of his other boys then the seeing council of the old freemason and 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 you have the um the scottish right freemasons against the york rights the blue lodge come on fam you talking to somebody who's delved into these things, man. I don't have all the knowledge. I don't know everything, no, and I don't have an attitude that I do. But I know a lot more than I talk about. That's why I'm doing these podcasts, risking myself, risking getting banned, risking for people coming to my door talking about you need to shut it up. I've had people tell me I need to calm it down a little bit. Yet here I am. Because I fear not what no man's going to do to me. If I'm just talking hocus pocus and a bunch of gibberish, then how come I have people want me to be quiet? See, this is what I'm tired of. I'm tired of people telling me things are falling on the deaf, dumb and blind's ears, deaf ears. If you choose not to give this, that's fine. I'm wiping my hands of any innocent blood off because I'm not going to be held accountable in any form of judgment through any eschatology. Through any form of reincarnating or going straight to hell permanently and never coming back because I didn't tell you the truth. What you do with this information and knowledge is on you. Hosea 4 6 says my people are destroyed. My people perish because they what lack knowledge. And that's common sense. Knowledge is growth. You're stagnated if you're not growing. You're an easy target. If you don't know something, you may be walking into danger, unaware. At least have the mindset to be cautious before you just take it upon yourself to think things are just as hunk- hunky dory and nice and, 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 and beautiful all the time. They're not. I'm not trying to be a pessimist. I'm being a realist, an opportunist, a moment to help you see something that you wouldn't have seen had you not been forewarned or given the information to see it for yourself. Them times of being scared and shy and not talking, that's that's over for me. Okay, I cannot worry about what somebody going to do to me if they want to shut me up that bad. I must be doing something right. Because if I'm speaking something that's not truthful and I'm just out of my mind, why would you even waste your time listening to me or even finding me a threat? Think about that. So before people start knocking the Bible, make sure you start reading the Bible. Give the Bible a chance. What's the worst that could happen? If you already think it's not, it's not worth your time and energy, stop knocking it. You got enough time and energy to knock it, but you don't have enough time and energy to put into reading it to prove that it's wrong. Think about that. We're going to go ahead and take another commercial break. When we return, we'll come back with more information about we all the world. And then we're going go to go into some other topics. I mean, hey, what else can I tell you? I'm your boy, Jerry the dog. Don't go anywhere, fam. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned.
1: Larry Holloway, also known as J-rated R, is the epitome of charisma and intellect. With a magnetic charm and an insatiable curiosity, he captivates the hearts and minds of everyone he encounters. As a true connoisseur of knowledge, J-rated R delves deep into his research, delivering insights that leave audiences in awe. Not only does J-rated R possess a wealth of wisdom, but he's also a true baller in every sense of the word. His dynamic presence and undeniable style set him apart, commanding attention wherever he goes. And let's not forget about his legendary beard game, a testament to his unparalleled swagger. As the host of a rapidly rising show, J Rated R's popularity continues to soar. His magnetic personality and engaging content have garnered a loyal following, who eagerly anticipate each new episode. With J Rated R at the helm, the sky's the limit for his extraordinary journey, In summary, Larry Holloway, aka J Rated R, is a force to be reckoned with. A ladies man, a passionate researcher, a baller with an unmatched beard game, and a rising star in the world of podcasting. His presence is felt, his voice is heard, and his impact is undeniable. Larry Holloway, you are the embodiment of greatness.
0: All right, my beautiful people. We are back. Thank you all once again for tuning in to favorite radio. I'm your boy Jay uh now <laughs> that last commercial that was sent to me uh and it was you know i I have to humble myself in saying this. all those things that were said are very complimentary. I'm very humbled by them i don't <laughs> I don't see myself as those things, but I do appreciate the support. I do appreciate you all. Uh, that tune into the show. Um, and the part about a ladies man, <laughs> first of all, family, um, let's reiterate on some things. Ladies man for me is not L A D I E S, meaning I'm a man for plural women. No, I'm A, a not the. The would be the ladies man, right? Because then it would emphasize more on a focus of plural. A ladies man is whoever that lady in my life is, right? That L-A-D-Y apostrophe S type of man. Uh, And you all know, you know, like I've always said here on the show in the past, that if it came down to anything personal in my life with someone special, uh, that would be between me and that that woman. Um, But I know that, uh, you know, we all have... Strengths. We all have things about us that we like. We have things we want to work more on. Uh, And as you get older, the idea as you get older is to become wiser, to learn from your mistakes, to to your interests change. You know, things you like to do when you're a child, you don't do them when you're a teenager. You may still have some childhood memories and loves that you that you are still fond of, but you don't act as a child. And this is what the Bible says. And when you became uh, as a child, I thought like a child acted as a child. But when I became a man, I, I put away childish things. It's always good to have that inner child, that innocence, that love for life, that spark, that zest. Right. To have a zeal for something. But there's a mature uh, uh, aspect to yourself. The mat- maturation of how you act and what you do and decisions you make, they uh, not only influence you, but they influence others. They have an impact. And so if you see yourself as you were in high school, but you are in your 40s, 50s, or whatever, even 30s, then I don't know what how you see yourself. Like, do you say, well, I still got it. What does that mean? You know, uh, are you talking about academically? Are you talking about uh, attractive wise physically Are you talking about uh, Athletically sports wise Nowadays when you say something You have to be very specific and specifying what it is That you are talking about Because people would take Something you say Possibly out of character Not knowing so Or in doing so on purpose And running with it Now again That commercial uh, I want to thank uh, FCFVA for that um y'all know who that is for those of you who've been walking with me uh and i want to thank him for his support as well that's my cousin by the way for those of of you who who maybe tuning in don't know that um that brother's got a lot of wonderful things going on he's got his uh make sure you support uh, fcfva.com by the way uh go on over there become a member He's got a lot of great material. He's updating you every day with what's going on in the world. He's giving you the global, all-around facts. He's got websites. He's uh, support his articles, support his music, support what he is doing. He's doing. He's making big contributions to society. He's doing things globally. I'm very proud of him. I'm very proud of all that he's done and things that he continues to do, um, and uh, support what he's got going on, family. Uh, all, all blessings to that brother um and i want to thank him for the support that he's he's also giving me over this way uh and i want to thank you all for the support that many of you have uh contributed to see my thing is my idea of support it comes in many forms family okay it can come monetarily which is nice but that's not the most important thing you know because it can help build it can help resource resource wise get things in motion things you need but the biggest support is moral support the biggest support is, is speaking a kind word for your brother and, and, you know, letting people know the word of mouth still travels faster than the Internet. I don't care if you got seven to 10 G <laughs> connection right now word of mouth gets around fast. All right. And if you really feeling what I'm doing, don't don't hold all that into yourself. You know, on this show, we teach to give. Right. If the Lord's given us every I want you to think about it like this for those of you who believe in a creator. If you're getting up out of, out of bed every day, whether you thank the Lord or not, whether you even think to thank the Lord or not, I want you to ask yourself this. Are you controlling your breathing? Are you controlling your heartbeat? Can you decide if you die that you can come back in the physical? If the answer is no, and it's an honest no, because if you can, I'd like to know. <laughs> OK, um, but if, if if you realize that I want you to think, give all praise be to the most. High. Why wouldn't we? Who created this planet? Did you create it? And we can go all day and tell us, well, we're really this inside. And we're really the gods. I hear this all the time. And and yes, the Bible even, emf- it even puts emphasis on that. But there's a way to look at that family. Not that it's a lie. No, it's, it's telling the truth. But don't sit here and think, I'm a god. Can you stop bullets? Can a bullet hit you and bounce off? Can a bullet go through and you don't feel no pain? This is what I mean by let's come to a form of realization here. Let's let's give respect what respect is due. Now, the reason I'm saying that right now is because in all essence, as I'm giving thanks to FCFVA and you all, I'm asking you all to be supporters. If you really support favor radio, you don't got to give money or contributions. I've told you all about the cash apps and all of that. It's up to you. The cash app again, if you want to know is dollar sign favor radio capital P lowercase. H a r a o a h r a d i o favor radio. I want you all to give from your hearts, not because you feel obligated to or it seems like somebody is begging. I don't beg anything. I've never had to beg for anything except mercy from the Lord. That's it. okay? Uh, and I I don't have any shame in begging if it means doing the right thing. okay? my thing is this. Whenever we get to a point in our life where our butt is on our shoulders and we feel like we're too good to do anything. That's a person who needs to be brought down a few pegs and and, and humility. Because in order to become greater, you have to be lesser. In order to know right, you have to do wrong. In order to know peace, you have to know war. You have to know wickedness. You have to know unrest. Opposition matters in this world because it teaches us to appreciate the things we take for granted and also the people in our lives. That's a lesson for me, for you and anybody. No one is omitted from that. So the way I see it is, if you're supporting me, support me for the reasons because you authentically and genuinely in your heart feel the need to. Not because it comes off out I'm asking for it. Yes, I'm going to ask, but I'm not going to beg. Because I'm a brother who puts a lot of time into what he does, into his craft. And I can actually do better than I have. And I'm not perfect by no stretch of the imagination. I've told you all many a times this is going to come out on this date, and it doesn't. And I don't want to be deemed a liar. But things come about in my life that I'm not prepared for or I don't foresee. And I have to deal with those things accordingly as they happen. Now, I'm working on getting better about that because I do believe in deadlines and scheduling and planning and being organized and having an order to things. You know, it makes things easier for, the, for me. It makes things easier for the audience. And it gives, it helps to build trust with, with, with your audience. People will say, well, he's a man of his word. He gets things done. And that's the way I like to be seen in anything I do in my life. But am I perfect at it? No. You don't know if you're going to make every day to your job on time, but if you're late, you're late. Take responsibility. Own up to what the consequences are. You don't mean to be. You're sorry that you were. But everything, in other words, is what I'm trying to say is if you're God, you would have you would be perfect. There wouldn't be any mistakes. You would always be on time. You could stop time. You created it so you could do what you want with it. The fact is, you can't see one thing happening from the next. You can't stop when things happen that you didn't foresee or plan for or made provisions for. So that's what I'm saying. If you're not God, then give credit to the one who is. Give thanks to the creator who's getting your butt out of bed every day, who's letting you breathe every millisecond of your life. If you can't even take five to 10 minutes to say thank you or to support someone or to give back to the community in some kind of way then who are you to tell somebody else about what they're doing? If you're not making any contributions, if you can't change things just by the will of your mind alone, instantaneously, then who are you to tell me about the Bible and what is all entailed? I I hear all these things about we're multidimensional beings. We have all these powers. We're higher selves than this. We're on a lower. I've said all that before. However, Those of you who are getting sick at any given moment, like I've had COVID, I've had the flu. You know what I'm saying? Gods don't get sick. You see what I'm saying? My point is this. If you are a God and you claim to be such a, a, a being of light. Yes, we're in a carnal body. Yes, we're in the flesh. You know this. A lot of you who say these things know this. Own up to where you are right now in your life. Respect the rules and regulations of the universe, of the creator's laws. Respect the fact that you are in a physical 3D dimension, right? Trying to cross over into a fourth and five dimensional dimensional atmosphere or reality or plane and wrap your heads about around that. You you can't say you believe one thing and leave out all the other things that go along with it. It's ludicrous. It is hypocritical. To say the least, you believe as you wish, but I'm just letting you know truthfully, it makes no sense. And you don't got to make sense because I say it or because I don't see it. I see it. But don't be so quick to judge where I'm coming from unless you are able to be where I'm at. And this is why I'm taking the time to share where I'm at with you all, because I don't have a right to hold on to the things that I've learned. It's meant to be passed on passed along. That's what an inheritance is. It's starting something and keeping its foundation and building upon that foundation by passing it on to the ones who come after you. For the ones who are on the same mission and, and in the same moment in space and time with you right now, share it with them and let them share. It. That's why I say, if you love what I do, if you support what I do, overall, share it. It's not meant to just keep to yourself. If you really a supporter of me, if you really got my back. See, a lot of people tell me to my face sometimes or they'll tell me, yeah, yeah, you know, how you doing? I was thinking about you, just checking on you, blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm not referring to no one particular person. I have many people that that do this on and off. And I I don't have no stake in what they got going on in their life because life is life, right? Who am I? I got a lot of things going on in mine. So that's why I was hence telling you all. A lot of times I tell you something coming out and, and I have to prolong it or it come out in a, a later day. I hate doing that. But things happen. That's the whole point I'm saying. Cause and effect. Things happen. You you brush your feet off. You get up. You shake it off and you move on and you make it and you come back stronger. That's That's the whole point. So my thing is this. At least do something that's not going to cost you no money. Do something that's not going to take too much of your time. If y'all can sit there and tell somebody about a damn TV show, some raunchy show, some, 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 uh, talk show, some reality show of wives and, or, or, or some sexually book driven show, shades of gray, any of these things that y'all like to watch worldly all the time. But you can't even tell somebody that you care about or know, hey, you know, favorite radio, he talks about this. He talks about that. Definitely check it out. These are people that I've known personally and people that I don't know that say they're going to do something like just tell somebody. And they don't. I've given shout outs on my show. I've put I've put websites and links to people in my show. So you can't say I don't support nobody. No one could dare get on here and say J Reed at all doesn't support people. I do commercials for people with their names in it. I have had people come on my show and interviews and talk with them and support their books, support their shows, support their websites, support whatever they got going on. No one can lie and say I've never not done them any kind of justice in sending people their way because I did it genuinely and I'mn't getting paid for this. I I do commercials I do, I don't get paid for them, fam. These are the commercials I do. I don't get no paid airtime to support other people. Unless you know what you're talking about when you're judging somebody, make sure you have the facts. It's the same thing about this Bible. All the time that the creator has given you, at least read his book. Y'all will read sex books, horror books, watch movies of of all genres. You have so much freedom, you don't even know what to do with it. You take everything, every moment in your life for granted because it's 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 there at your disposal. It's handed to you on a platter. And yet you complain when you break a nail. You complain when you're having a bad day. You complain because somebody says something to you. But what about the people? Let's just think about it like this. What if there's a possibility, whether you believe it or not, that there are some people who are in hell? And if it's like the Bible say it is just if it's like the Bible say it is, they'll never be able to come back again. Because according to the Bible, hell is not only a real place of torture and continuous shock, lower vibrations where they can't feel no hope, no love, nothing. Everything is just complete, utter hopelessness. Terror beyond your wildest imagination that you can't feel. And all the feelings that they feel, that's fear and everything bad is amplified thousands of times more there than it is here. Here, you have a chance to run your mouth, pretend you're going to do this, do that, can do certain things, can breathe. They barely breathe and they can't die because of the spirits. But they feel pain all the time. They're burning all the time. They're in agony all the time. They're in flames all the time. There's these worms that never die. They're maggots. And the Bible and the original translation tell you they're maggots. Maggots on earth, when it eats flesh, it dies after it consumes it. Maggots in hell eats flesh. It says they feed sweetly on thee because they never die on top of that they remember everything and everyone on earth but they'll never be able to continue or see them people again but yet we're on here taking life for granted partying just like some of them did and we ended up there and thought i'm a good person how did i end up here because you did not understand the truth that you make fun and mockery of you wanted to worship all these other gods you wanted to say it was everything but this This is why this Bible gets attacked so much, because it doesn't tickle the itching ears of listeners and people alike, because you want a God that if he loves you, why would he send you to a burning hell? I get it. I've questioned that and angered myself for many a times. But we're not here to talk about that, are we? Because what else can I tell you? Like the title say, some of us already know every damn thing, right? We all know it all. I don't got to hear this. I don't got to take that. That's what a lot of your mentalities are, because you feel somehow privileged. You feel that because you're in places that other people have yet to get to. You don't need to sit here for this. But yet I ask you, if you're a God, how come there's mistakes made on your part like the rest of us? If you're a God, how come you're not? keeping this planet from going further and down the rabbit hole of hell or disease or pestilence and all these other things. If you are gods and multidimensional beings and some of these entities that y'all have so much contact with, that know so much and love us so much, how come things aren't changing? I'm not saying they aren't changing for the better because you have to get through all the messiness and the muddiness to get to the good. But my point is y'all complaining about the Bible. Y'all talking about the God of the Bible. But I don't hear y'all's gods getting mentioned. What are y'all gods doing differently? Y'all got to do like fifteen rituals a day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying because you're dedicated to it. That's the whole point. I'm not knocking your dedication. I'm saying how can you knock somebody else's? Well, I ain't got no problem with whoever believe what. You know, I'm open to all forms of belief. Okay, that's good. But is it really healthy? Again, the Bible says all things are permissible, all things are powerful, all things are lawful. But not all things are beneficial. Not all things are profitable. Not all things are expedient. That's as real as it gets, fam. This thing is telling you realness, whether you like it or not. It gives you all the great things, all the beautiful things, all the things to be thankful for. Bible says be thankful in everything you do. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Or verse 18, shall I say, maybe verse 18. See, I I slip. (laughs) Ain't no shame in it either, because I'm going to correct myself. You feel what I'm saying? I'm not going to just hold to that, because I'm telling you information. I'm giving you information. I want to be right. But I'm a human. I'm going to make mistakes. Not purposely, but just the fact that I'm flawed, like everyone in a physical body is. So if we are gods, which we inherently are... Okay, because we're made in the image of the creation, of, I mean, the creator of all creation. But key words is we're the creation. Sure, so, sure, the creator has aspects of us in him because he created us. We have aspects of him in us. Greater as he who was in you than he was in the world. That's in first John chapter 4. Everything y'all can tell me in today's society, anything you can tell me from another point of view, from another spiritual doctrine, if it has truth in it, that is, it's in these scriptures, yo. That's why I hate the Bible like I do so hard. Because then I can compare it to the pyramid text. I can tell you all this other stuff that I've studied. I don't know all of everything. There's things I don't know. I don't know much about Santeria. I know it's witchcraft. I know it's formed in the form of voodoo and and and, and all kinds of dark magic. And we've had plenty of it put on us many a times, (laughs) whether we know it or not. And in fact, it's in the form of technology that you call TV. Don't you understand everything that we do is witchcraft? Even when we do it, it's manipulation of some sort. It's a form of enchant- enchanting spells. The, fa- the, the, the fact that I'm talking English is the lower, lesser level of spell spells being casted. It's a lesser language that's against us. We're supposed to be speaking things into power. Why do why things take too long to manifest here? The vibrations here are low. That's why. We're lower in vibration. The things we're eating is putting lower vibrational things in us, programs in us. You saw The Matrix too. Matrix Reloaded, when they sat down at the table with the Merovingian, Trinity, Morpheus, and and, and, and Neo. And they sat down at the table in a restaurant with the Merovingian, his wife and his boys. And he was sitting there using the example of the girl in the red dress that he wrote a program and a piece of cake. She ate it and ended up getting horny because it was in the program of what she ate. Hence, this is why you call it erotic food. Everything you do and everything you eat and everything you are part of does affect who you are as a personality. You are who you eat. You are who you bang. You are who you do this and that with. You become the other person. Why? Because it's called soul ties. The Bible talks about it, fam. Stop playing. What else can I tell you? That's why it says be careful who you hang around. Be careful what you eat. Be careful what you listen. What you let in your ear gates. What you see in your eye gates. That's why they say the eyes are the windows to the soul. And they are. They're gates. For spiritual entry. This ain't a, this ain't a physical war. It's a spiritual one. It's an etheric one. Right. It's an astral one. I've seen beings on the astral plane. Y'all wouldn't even know about that. Y'all call them dreams, visions. I call them out of body experiences. The Bible calls them visions. Paul says he knew a man in Christ, whether he was in the body or out of the body. He was talking about himself in third person. <laughs> but see, here's my thing, fam. The Bible talks about out of body experiences, it talks about the astral body, it talks about the different heavens, planes, it talks about time traveling. Read Ezekiel chapter one. It's all throughout the Bible, man. Ain't nothing new under the sun, fam. This is what I keep trying to tell y'all. You want to learn this Bible, read it up front, learn it from the basic point of view, then you can learn the esoteric aspects of it, the that which is hidden part, right? The, which we call occult. But see, when you say occult in today's society, they think you're talking about evil. The word occult simply means hidden in Latin. If you want to talk about evil, then say dark occult, because then we know you're talking about the satanic realm, Satan and them boys understand the spiritual laws. They from him. He knows them well. That's why he's called the accuser. He will entice you to tempt you to commit something, then go before the Lord and say you did it. <laughs> I mean, snakes, you know, like that. That's what a snake is. But yet snakes also represent in another aspect of symbology, they represent wisdom. We can talk about it, man. It's nothing that we can't talk about because we talk about any and everything on this show. We learn together. It's just like bad boy with Will Smith and Martin bad boys for life. We do this together. We do that together. Bad boy for life. Okay. That's what we do on feel radio. We talk about any and everything on this show. We come real. We come raw. We come authentic. We don't come at all. There's no filters. There's no censorship and there's no BS. You've heard me say that all from the time I started the show up to now because I stand on that. That's not a written down script. That's me being me sharing with you all my sayings. So when you hear them, you know, they come from here because when you heard it here, what you heard it first. That's what we stand on. I'm going four years strong in this show Four. I may not have done everything I wanted to do yet. I may not have all the basic things that most podcast people have set up. They got a damn crew and all that. And they got websites. They got money coming in. J. Wade and I ain't got all that. Now, I'm not saying I can't have it. I'm not saying that there's anything that kept me from from getting that. It just hasn't happened yet. All I ask for you all to do is just simply tell people out of your mouth for free about my show. And y'all, some of you, most of you won't even do that. But you got my back. You love me. You know me. How are you? I'm just checking to see how you're doing. I hear this stuff all the time from folks, but they don't even share my information. And I'm giving it away for free because I care about the people. I don't care about what they think of me. I care about their life, their salvation and their souls and not to be deceived by this beast, this harlot system and all these demonic entities and from all these multidimensional aspects that you and I have become. Unbeknownst to us, most of our lives slaves to the things they put in our bodies, the things they tell us, the, the the nonsense they feed us, the propaganda that's behind it, the chemtrails in the sky. You think all this stuff is conspiracy theories until you realize it's not. Now what? What you gonna do now that you realize you've been lied to? What you gonna do now that you realize what I've been saying is the truth? What you gonna do now? You just gonna still keep it all to yourself? Or you going to be a son and a daughter of inheritance and share this knowledge and share this gospel and share this information on a multidimensional level. Share these terminologies with people. Get them to know and tr- share the truth. Are you going to share light or are you just going to be in the dark like everybody else? Why be selfish? Why be, as Moses said, a stiff neck generation? Never like 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 Second Timothy, chapter three, verse seven says ever learning, but never able to come to the full knowledge of the truth. Is that going to be you? Because you have a chance and a choice, right? All things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. Why don't you use your free will, make a choice, and make all those things that are possible and and profitable beneficial? What's What's the worst you could lose? If you're worried about your life, what is your life? Your life is nothing but a vapor. Here, one minute, gone the next. It's better to die on your own, standing on your own terms, doing the right thing, Not willing to save your own life, but to save your life on behalf of giving to him who can give it more abundantly in the afterlife. But some of y'all think you already know what's going to happen to you. Oh, I've been here before. I got multidimensional selves. Okay. well, if you are willing to risk it all on that, who am I to judge you? I'm not here to tell you otherwise. I'm just here to share and move on. Dust my feet off and move on. That's it. We are the world. thought I forgot about it, didn't you? Family, we talked about it, told you the part Willie Nelson said, well, God turned stones to bread and you heard it for yourself. If you're going to use biblical information, make sure you're using it correctly. That's from the Bible. okay? if he hadn't mentioned that in biblical, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But since it's Bible, I get he gives me all the permission legally to talk about it. That's not out of context because he said Well, God turned stones to bread. Never did. Now, if he had said God turned water to wine, okay, that's a fact based on the Bible. Based on the Bible. That happened. Right? (laughs) Excuse me. If he had said any other miracle that Yahusha did, that actually happened. wouldn't have no problem with it. But the fact he picked the one time that Satan himself was trying to deceive the son of God and telling him, if you are the son of God, in other words, (laughs) In other words, he was trying to bait him into proving himself. If you are the son of God, turn these stones to bread. Now, you know, he could have if you wanted to, but that wasn't what he was about. Jesus said, no one tempts the Lord, thy God. That's a sin. God is not to be tempted. See, the difference between the devil and God is God tests you. The devil tempts you. God will put you through a whole bunch of tests to see like he did Abraham. By having him sacrifice his son, which he never did. He wanted him to think he wanted him to sacrifice him. He just wanted to see how loyal he was and how, who he put first. Some of you would never do that if the most high told you, because you'll say, oh, that's satanic. How could a God who loves me ask me to do that? He never intended to hurt that boy. Sometimes you don't Some of your greatest strengths come at your weakest moments. Or shall I say? Yeah, that's the right way to say it that's how you test people to see who's really rocking with you. Cause everybody sometimes to smile and politicalize and say, they got your back. If you need anything, it's just something to say when the smoke clears and you at your lowest and you ain't got things going for you. Like you normally do. Let's see how many of them same people going to be there and rock with you. I've had t- seen that in my own life. So I know that's, that's the truth. This is why God calls it long suffering. This is why he puts people through a series of tests before he can graduate them on the next level of supernatural, um, Inheritance, because he needs to see who's with him and who's not. Now, he don't need to see it. He already knows it before it happens. He knows your heart. He wants you to see if you know it by putting you through those tests. That's why I say when people are at their weakest, they, find they, they become strong at their greatest. They become at their greatest. And this is why the Bible urges you not to look down on nobody, not to act like you better than somebody because you've been blessed with looks or blessed with money or blessed with something because the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Greater is he who is the who is the least amongst you the weak and the meek shall inherit the earth Not the strong this thing about the strong survive. That's true, but that's a predatory way of thinking That's a predator. That's how the devil thinks The devil felt he was better than us in the first place. So why does he need to bow down to us? Why does he need to do anything in service to us? They were made greater than us Well, we will end up being greater than the angels when we change we will be like God. We will judge them. You see how he reverses the roles? If he's and you see, this is how powerful the, the guy y'all be hating on in the Bible. He's so powerful. He's the most exalted. That's why he's called the most High. There's none like him. No one beside him. He's the only right now. You'll say, oh, that's an ego. There's other the gods is greater. OK, well, if you can prove that, good luck. My point is this. If, you te- if you're keeping it biblical, if you're keeping it biblical, there's none like him. There's none beside him. Now, check this out. I want to hit you with this one. He's the most exalted, right? He decides everything. He created everything. Here's the thing. He humbled himself by lowering himself, coming into a human form known as his son. And died on the cross, lived his life from the time he was born all the way to the time he died. Did it all for man, came as a servant to man. To teach them how to serve the most high in the father's position, in the father aspect so the point I'm making is he didn't have to do any of that he died in the flesh to show you how you serve to save your life serve the most high and save your life now where is that at in the Bible well let's go to Matthew chapter 16 and see where it's at one of my favorite chapters is in the book of Matthew. And in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 and 25, you'll see that. 24 says, Then said Yahusha, meaning Jesus, unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. If any man, in other words, not come after him like somebody's after him, but if any man is to follow him. Right. If any man is to come after he, he, he's the leader, anyone who wants to follow into becoming their leader has to lead by the example that he left them with by following him. That's what he's saying. So he's saying that if any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So, first of all, humble yourself. It's not about you. That's why the Bible in John three thirty says I decrease. He must increase. That's letting his spirit in and do and let it build up to becoming more like him. It's not going to happen overnight. You're still going to sin. You're still going to backslide. You're still going to have things going on. But he's building himself. He's working a process in you. He's operating in you. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing. That's why it's sealed. That's when you receive him and believe in him and take him in and confess in your mouth that he's the Lord and Savior. Then he will come into you in the Holy Spirit. And as time progresses, you become more like him. Until the point of becoming like him in the sky when you were raptured or ha- puzzled out of here, which people don't believe is in the Bible, but it's been in there since the Old Testament. That's what gets me with so-called Bible scholars. People's egos are getting way, and they're they missing on the mysteries that's being taught because they, their spirit isn't truly with them. So the many will profess out of the mouth they believe in him, but in their heart, they're far from him. He tells you this himself because he tells you he searches the heart of an individual. He don't look at the outside to see what you look like. He goes by... The inside. Now, how you carry yourself on the outside. He does care about that. A lot of people like to leave it off and say, well, God don't care what you dress like. He don't care about clothes. He doesn't care about material things in the sense that we do. But he does tell you to dress a certain way that's modern. I mean, that's not modern. That's modest, not modern, but modest. See, this is how I know folks who say that either deviate from the scriptures, take and pull certain things that fit their own. Narrative or they don't know the scriptures at all, but yet they have so much to say about it. And I say that with passion because I'm one of them people just reading it and learning some of the things that I used to make mistakes in talking about myself. So I'm going to be the first example here today and saying I have to correct some of the things that I've learned in the years coming up. Because in the scriptures, it tells you and you see well, it's contradictive. No, it's not. It's understanding the times and laws. They were at a certain time that he allowed things. He wasn't for it then, but he made provisions within those laws. He made provisions for those things. He, there's a difference in approval and acceptance. It's a form of each other, but they're not the same. Just like there's a difference in right and correct. They are forms of one another, but they're not the same. You can have a test. And they only give you a multiple choice of what they want to put there. So one of those answers has to be the answer that goes with the question. So when you get it right, it says correct. But that don't make it right in life. There may be other options that's not on that paper. See what I'm saying? You have to be you have to say what's correct with the choices that you're given that go along with it. But in, in actuality, you may have more choices. Those will be the right choices. But there would, that would be the difference between right and correct. Correct is looking for a, a particular verified answer to go with a particular question that's only giving you a limited uh, amount of options. When you get the right answer, it's correct. But in real life, you have so many different things that could go for that one thing that if you picked that, it would be the right one. Now, let's use a parallel to that. Jesus says, I am the truth, the way I am, the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the father, but by me. Did you know that Jesus represents what's right? He represents righteousness. He is righteousness. The Bible tells us that's one of his names. (laughs) A lot of you don't know that because you don't hear that on a regular or popularity. But when you read the scriptures, it tells you that I want scripture for that. Jay, we're going to get to it. But the point I'm trying to make is this. He's righteousness. He's peace. He's truth. He is the embodiment of those things. He's the Word made flesh. If the whole entire Bible is about Him and He's the Word made flesh, that means every word in this Bible is Him. Think about it, fam. If He's God, He could be all places and all things. He created this Bible. It's about Him. If He is a Word made flesh and the Bible is the Word of God, right? And the Word was God and the Word was with God and the Word became flesh, and that's Jesus. Then everything in this Bible is that's wording who he is, is about him. But righteousness is they say righteousness is his name. That's why they call this the instructions, the book of righteousness. That's why it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. That's in Matthew 633. Second Timothy, chapter three, verse 16, says this book. All scripture is given by the spirit of God, which is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. There goes that word correction. For righteousness. For instructions and in righteousness. See, so if the book is made of him and talks about him as Hebrews 10, 7 and Psalms chapter 40 verse 7 says lo this book is about me the whole volume of this book is about me John chapter 5 verse 39 says search the scriptures for in them you will find me it talks about me and having eternal life John chapter 10 verse 10 says that he didn't come listen he came to give life more abundantly that you may live through him If John chapter 10 verse 9 says he is the door in which you have to be saved to go through to find pasture. Jesus isn't just a person. He's a frequency. He's the father. He's what you call the Holy Spirit or Christ consciousness. See, the being known as God, which is the Holy Spirit, is what incarnated in the man in the flesh known as Jesus. Jesus. The name Jesus has came from the father in heaven, but not the English version. You call Jesus the trans, the Hebrew translated version. That's why I did a podcast called the true name of the father, uh, the creator and the, and the and the Messiah, the son. Check it out. Come on, man. I spent all these times and hours doing this for y'all. So you don't have to do it. All you got to do is follow the blueprint and go behind me to, and and as a testament to, te- to show you i'm telling the truth and i ain't got to tell you the truth it ain't coming from me it's just coming from the scriptures I, my job is not to misinterpret the scriptures to tell it as it is to give you the gospel that's it i'm not religious i'm spiritual this is a spiritual site a spiritual podcast yes it's categorized as society and culture because what can be more spiritual than that Talking to a culture of people From all walks of life And it's in what we call society It doesn't get any more spiritual than that That's it That's it homie It doesn't get any more spiritual than that I'm just trying to take us back home (laughs) You know what I'm saying That's it I'm just trying to take us back home That's it or to get you familiarized with it, to give you more options, to let you know something that you may have been misled in or didn't know or didn't have any interest in before. Well, here it is. What else can I tell you? That's the name of the podcast. What else can I tell you? I could tell you a whole lot more, but what else are you willing to hear? What do you want to know? Where are you right now in your in your journey spiritually? Where are you on your spiritual journey? <sighs> I don't got to do this. I could talk about everything else that everybody else out here running their mouth talking about women and all this and that. I could be out here talking about rappers. I could be out here talking. I mean, we talk about any and everything on this show anyway, but I'm talking about things that matter, relevant. This may not matter to you. I mean, what is your soul, right? Well, since we're reading Matthew chapter 16 and we're already in verse 24 and 25, let me finish. I didn't even read verse 25. I only read 24. So we ended it with saying, take up your cross and follow him. Verse 25 says, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Now, since we're talking about souls, let's go ahead and read verse 26. For what is a man profited if shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So this is what a lot of your so-called celebrities, athletes, movie actors and actresses in Hollywood, right? (laughs) This is what they do to make fame come to light, to have fortune, to have power, to have money. They have to give a piece, if not all of themselves, away to Satan to be successful. These are the things I've been telling you all a whole lot of times throughout different shows. No, I'm not saying that you have to give your soul away to be successful, but this is what you got to understand. This thing is bigger than what you may think giving your soul is. Oh, I'm not into killing babies. Oh, I didn't do no blood rituals. I didn't sign this uh, covenant or contract in blood. I didn't, um, I didn't sleep with nobody to get to the top. If you haven't been compromised yet, if you haven't had to spill some form of integrity. Now, what is sacrifice? Sacrifice is putting a lot on the line. It's doing things you don't want to have to do to get where you want to get. But what are those things entailed? What are those things that have been incorporated or implemented into your your success? We all have to fail to get better. We all have to fail to succeed. We all have to learn from right. We have to learn. Uh, righteousness through doing things wrongfully. So yes, life is about polar opposites. It's about learning as we grow. That's the process of being humans. That's the process of being in these bodies. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. Yes. We're going to make mistakes, but we can be forgiven for them. This is a whole nother level of that, but just more amplified when it comes to the devil. See, when you make these contractual agreements in blood, You are no longer your own. You are no longer the property of having your own divinity, divine will. You ceased as a spiritual being to have the right to your own physical body that the Lord gave you. Yes, he gave you free will. But then when you sign over or any type of agreement, allow other entities in the kingdom of darkness to take upon themselves to come inside. When you say. It's like a vampire. You see in the movies, the rules of a vampire is you got to invite them in first. Well, that's a representation of your temple It's not a house, a temple it's, it's not a vehicle of some sort. It's a resting place. It's a synagogue. It's a mosque. It's a temple. It's a tabernacle. That's what the body is. This is why the Bible says when the Holy Spirit is in you not to stifle the spirit or quench the spirit. Because he's trying to operate. He's trying to make you a better person. But if you keep allowing darkness in, he can't be in there with darkness. He will stay in there until he can't stay no longer. He'll move out. And wherever God removes himself or his presence, darkness comes in. This is why the world is in the shape it's in. It's why it's worse. Because we've removed him from the schools. We've removed the Pledge of Allegiance. We've removed all these things that have God in it. And the devil makes his residence where God once was. And now you see the changes instantly or over time manifested because it's 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 demonic infested. I did that in the kingdom of darkness podcast. If y'all listen to it, you will understand what I'm saying. If you haven't, I urge you to check it out. Take the time to respect at least support. If not, you don't have to believe, but listen to it and get the whole story. The Bible says get the whole matter before coming to a conclusion. Some of you hear a little bit and then you jump to conclusions. You're ignorant when you do that because you don't get the whole understanding of something or to know the background of it before you make your your verdict. That's careless actions. Learn to appreciate what you have before you by learning to uh, uh, train yourself, learn to. uh, uh, You got to have a form of discipline, fam. Some of us are just so out of control. We're so used to things going our way without any challenge that when we're challenged, we, we have a short attention span. We get angry easily or easily angered, as the Bible says. The Bible says if you sleep or go to bed with wrath before, if you lay your head down, you're allowing the devil to come in. Then, sorry, it's in Ephesians chapter 20. It's in the cheese. It's in Ephesians chapter four, verse 26 and 27. See, all the things I'm telling you that I can tell you from my own personal experience or just as a human being without even putting the Bible in it, it's in the Bible when you look at it. That's (laughs) what I'm saying, man. This is a living word of the most high. That's why I say all you people knocking the Bible, that's listening. What do you know about the Bible? You can have all your personal hates and, and, and blasphemies and vendettas, but I guarantee you anything you say can be found in them scriptures and there's an antidote for it. I don't care at this point about it being tampered with. We know that I didn't already had those lessons a long time ago for y'all. I know they told y'all how I felt about that. But you got to grow, homie. You got to grow into this. This stuff ain't going to just come out in your lap. And see, the problem is the world loves the way it acts. The world loves its sins. We've been so desensitized that we don't even know evil when we see it. And we don't even care. Because that's coming from years of programming and conditioning and generational curses passed down in the bloodline through demonic contractual agreements that we don't even know we made. Some of us made those actual covenants, some of us don't even know it. And we wonder why we act just like those who came before us because it's a generational curse. It's a spell, it's in the DNA. It's been programmed into your DNA for you to act like that through through actions that were not corrected before. all this stuff adds up you can put whatever term you want on it it's still the same thing science is spirituality i did a podcast on that science versus spirituality i'm giving you all all the gems man you just got to listen to the shows start going back and looking at the titles of my podcast man y'all have something you don't even realize and it ain't me i ain't taking no credit for this This is the the most high using me, even when I wasn't even at my best. Even when I was using languages, I shouldn't. He was still giving me the truth to give to y'all. What's the worst you can do? Go behind me and correct me? Just listen to the podcast. No, y'all's attention span is short. Know why? Why? Cause if it ain't something on TV, if it ain't a song on the radio, if it ain't somebody calling you and texting you, if it ain't somebody got your legs up in the air or whatever the case is, or or, or man, if it ain't you bending somebody over, y'all don't want to hear the truth. You don't want to hear it. You're too good for that. But yet you wonder why you're depressed. You wonder why you're sick. You wonder why something's always happening to you. You wonder this, you wonder that because not only do we have generational curses to deal with, not only do we have the demonic influences and our technologies through our radios, TVs, through uh, subliminal advertisements, the way we act, the things that we allow in our homes, the things we allow in our bodies, the food that we ingest, we don't pray over it. This is why prayer is necessary. The Bible says, pray without ceasing." When you pray, fam, you alter through the spirit, through energy, You change something. You drop a curse. That's why you bless things that you bring in your house. I don't care if it's at a yard sale. If you picked it up in a brand new store. It looks good to the human eye. But if you knew the energy that was behind that thing. That where it came from. You would be so quick to have it in your home. That goes for jewelry. The Bible talks about strange jewelry. Strange women. God refers to other gods as strange. He says it for a reason. Because the things that we take for granted like clothes. Jewelry Food We don't think that there's no type of Spiritual attachment to these things But they are It's a spiritual residue these, Some of these things are demonically possessed And you'll bring them in your home And you wonder why things in your house start, Your life starts going down for the worse You're not blessing the things you bring in, in your house You're inviting vampires in without realizing it That's what I'm trying to show you You bless everything there is no, you don't need to get sage. Sage is actually a doorway that opens up to all Bad. You know what, man? Y'all, y'all really, y'all, y'all got it, right? You got it. Oh, sage isn't bad. It clears out the bad spirits. Crystals aren't bad either. Crystals are nothing but amplifiers. I get it. They're transmitters. The Bible talks about crystals. He even talks about the crystal city that Jesus is going to come down in. So I get it. Crystals are not bad. No. A lot of people who don't know the spirit world, they think they're bad. Oh, demons use those. Yes, they do, because they understand that there are a house for the, the, the crystals is a house or a storage house for energy, and they put themselves in that energy. That's why there's certain types of crystals you need to have. You don't need quartz crystal. You are a quartz crystal. Computers are made out of quartz crystal. Silicon, com- uh, p- uh, silicon, c- regular computers are made out of quartz crystal. Your bloodline is crystalline and made out of quartz your third eye is a quartz crystal that's been calcified that's why they have you p- drinking fluoride and all this in your water instead of drinking alchemy I mean alkaline water you're drinking acidic water if you really want to alkaline your water put it in a, in a, in a uh, mason jar set it out in the sun and let the sunlight hit it for 8 minutes or so 20, 12 minutes, 5 to 12 minutes it takes at least 8 minutes from the sun's rays to get here right to take full effect put it out in front of the sunlight you will alkaline your water like that and it'll turn into distilled water that's clean and purify your body and give you a higher level of ph energy ph means potential hydrogen see this is what i'm talking about i did a podcast on the 99 elements of the periodic table and told you they were all gods y'all not listening to my podcast man you're not listening see you think i'm just talking biblical (laughs) And I am actually, even if I'm not saying scriptures, it's still biblical. You just don't know what you're listening to. You got to do your own research, fam. Search the scriptures. Prove all things. Stop talking like you some prehistoric caveman thinking you know something and all you're doing is the devil's work for him without him having to do anything at all. It's called ignorance. Being ignorant means to ignore the word ignorant has the word ignore in it. So anytime you ignore something, you may be ignoring something that can help you through knowledge, not commit the act. My people perish because they what? Lack knowledge. Knowledge is the opposite of ignorance. Because when you're ignorant, you are what? Ignoring the facts. Knowledge is that which helps you understand and know things. The word science, the root derivative of the word science comes from the word psi or sire. Right. But the word psi, like sci-fi, means to know. Hence the word conscience, not consciousness, but conscience, meaning you know right from wrong innately. You have a conscience. It means, you know, you shouldn't have done something because innately that's God telling you what you did was wrong because he breathed into you his spirit and made you a living soul. So he innately gave you right from wrong. And when Adam and Eve ate from the tree of knowledge, they knew right from wrong. Right. It wasn't that they didn't know before. They were just on a higher level of consciousness where they didn't experience death. They didn't experience sin. They didn't experience anything evil. When they ate from the tree of knowledge, they lowered their vibration and they became like God, knowing good and evil. He tried to shield them from that. They dropped down and then he lowered them some more and gave them what's symbolically called skins to put on because they were naked. Wasn't that they were literally naked. It means that they were clothed in something else. More than likely they had glorified bodies and now they became all the way falling down on the frequency of sin. Since then, that's when the generational curse passed through their bloodline and to us. And we were born into a world of sin because he opened up the gateways and we were in a lower frequency. So Adam and Eve were actually in a higher reality. They were in a higher state of consciousness. They were in a higher realm. The devil tricked them. Your boy. <laughs> dude, that dude need to be handled, man. He done got everybody in trouble. He even got his own fallen angel compadres sentenced for death for, for the rest of their life. Some of them are in everlasting, eternal waiting, waiting for judgment. This dude has just screwed everybody, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that's what happens, man. It only take one ego to knock down a whole family tree. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, hey, Yahusha came as the second Adam, which is the quickening of the spirit, right? He came as the, what we call the acceleration of consciousness or Christ consciousness embodied in a man in the flesh known as Jesus or Yahusha or Yahushua, right? Or Yahawashah, he came to set it straight. To restore what Adam and Eve messed up through the deception of Satan. So this is what I'm saying, man. We could talk about it, but y'all don't want to hear it. Y'all don't want to listen. Y'all too, y'all too wrapped into who what rapper died and who got the biggest butt on the planet and 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 what what stupid ghetto talking people do. When I say ghetto talking people, I'm talking about people who come from the lowest, damn, primitive mind thinking. You out here killing each other and acting like barbarians. That's what I'm gonna call you. Because everybody, I don't care where you're from, that don't make you ghetto. See, see, if you thought I was talking about people from a certain place in life, you don't know me. You don't know where I've been in life. I've been at my lowest. No man is better than the next. What separates a man from making him a better man is his choices. If you want to be the lowest piece of dog, you know what? That's ghetto. That's what I mean when I say ghetto. From from the lowest pits of hell, the deep trenches of darkness. I'm not talking about what you've done in your past. I'm not talking about what your money is. I don't care about your status. I don't care about what part of the world you were born in, what neighborhood you were born in. We all have to live in this world. Ain't no one greater than nobody. You can change that through a lifestyle of choices to be a better person, to have a better lifestyle, to live in a better home. That's not what I mean. by. See, I don't say ghetto like they say ghetto. They meaning the government. They want to put, they want to sit. See, this is the difference between me. I'm a spiritual dude. I don't care about the flesh. When they call you ghetto, they're saying you're ignorant because of where you come from. They're saying you're ignorant because you don't have resources like they got. They're saying you're ignorant because you don't know how to talk and how to speak the language they consider proper English. That's not what I'm talking about. When I say ghetto, I'm talking about demonic. They don't get any worse than demonic. They don't get any lower than demonic. If you want to know how low, low is, low is demonic. It's hell. Come up out of that Babylonian ghetto. Come up out of it. There's nothing but destruction and death. There's no life whatsoever. Even got a storm brewing right now. I love this. I hope y'all can hear it in the background because it's real. Family, we're gonna take another break. I didn't know this podcast was gonna be this long, but I'm in the spirit and I feel like I need to talk to some more people. I feel like a lot more people need to hear this. So yeah, you already know. I'm your boy, Jay. don't go anywhere. We coming back after these messages. Stay tuned.
1: Larry Holloway, also known as J Rated R, is the epitome of charisma and intellect. With a magnetic charm and an insatiable curiosity, he captivates the hearts and minds of everyone he encounters. As a true connoisseur of knowledge, J-rated R delves deep into his research, delivering insights that leave audiences in awe. Not only does J-rated art possess a wealth of wisdom, but he's also a true baller in every sense of the word. His dynamic presence and undeniable style set him apart, commanding attention wherever he goes. And let's not forget about his legendary beard game, a testament to his unparalleled swagger, As the host of a rapidly rising show, J-Rated-R's popularity continues to soar. His magnetic personality and engaging content have garnered a loyal following, who eagerly anticipate each new episode. With J-Rated-R at the helm, the sky's the limit for his extraordinary journey. In summary, Larry Holloway, aka J-Rated-R, is a force to be reckoned with. A ladies' man, a passionate researcher, a baller with an unmatched beard game, and a rising star in the world of podcasting. His presence is felt, his voice is heard, and his impact is undeniable. Larry Holloway, you are the embodiment of greatness.
0: all right dear beloved we are back and um i hope all is well so just to talk about a few more things and just generalizing fam i like i said the the the, the real focus is the next podcast which will be um our part three of the resurrection and rapture four-part series um I'll do my best not to make it as long as as the second one. Uh, But, you know, it's kind of hard not to make a long podcast (laughs) just for the simple fact that it is hours and hours and hours and tons and tons of information that just isn't enough on a podcast. You know, we could break it down into series. But before I even think remotely of doing that, I want to see what the feedback I'm going to get from this is, because, like I said, there's a lot that goes into these studies. It's not something that you could just you know, look up real quick, read for about an hour or so and just know everything. You can get a gist of something if you're short, summarizing it or whatever, but it still does no justice because it's almost a smack in the face of those who came before us or even the elderly, those who have been putting in years and years of study. And I only say that because it's not so much about the years of study, it's the years of dedication. And what you study, you could study something and know it very well, or at least know a lot of it surface wise. But are you applying that which you study into your life? That's the real deal breaker. Like if you don't do that, it's pretty much all in vain or it's just a hobby. It's not something you take seriously. And I think a lot of people who say they believe in uh, some form of a God or creator, their idea of the creator is totally different than that which is in the Bible. Uh, and I can match I can match that energy because I also know how that feels. Being a person who's had those same types of um, beliefs at, at certain points in time of my life. Uh, I'm not here to tell you you're wrong. I'm nobody. I'm nobody. I could be wrong amongst many myself. I'm here to convey whatever the message is that we talk about on the show. And I use a lot of biblical aspects, if not entirely. It's most times it's because I can't see any other way in life that's doing this the way the Bible is. Even if you're just reading it from moral compass or just trying to conduct yourself better. That's fine. You know, it's a start. Um, take nothing light in what I tell you, man. Take nothing away from what we've shared from the past all the way into now. Um, I, I'm about ninety percent of my podcasts, maybe even more, just guesstimating, but it's about that much. On my podcasts, I freestyle them. What I mean is, I I don't really sometimes know until that moment what I'm gonna talk about. Okay, and even then, in that moment, family, what I talk about, it's amazing to me sometimes because. What comes of, What comes out of it? You know, or what comes of it? What becomes of it? Is what I'm trying to say. Um, I don't know myself sometimes. Now, things like the Rapture, things like the Mark of the Beast, sixty-six Antichrist uh, podcast, those types of things, and many other types of things, um, other podcasts I've done, I prepare for those, and I've told you the ones that I prepare for. Um, <clears throat> because there's so much information that, that, that is entailed in those things. And my information family is, is a compilation of um, what I've learned personally, what I've gathered from others that I have found uh, solid in their teachings and the doctrine and what the way they've been taught. I take from those who have done this longer than me, and I do my own due diligence and research I study to show myself approved to the creator. I've meditated, I've had out-of-body experiences. Those things sound all well and dandy and, and, and to itching ears, they sound amazing. But none of it means anything if you haven't taken from it what it's mostly trying to convey. And that is, are you getting right with the creator? Do you have a relationship? We all struggle in our beliefs, we all struggle. And when I say we all struggle, I mean, we've had moments in our life can't say we all are struggling at the same time, but I can't say that we've all, since we've been living, if we've li- if we've lived long enough, we've struggled with something. We've had things that's changed our minds from what the way we've been conditioned or taught. We've, you know, again, organized religion is one of those things. A majority, not all, have been raised in some type of religious denomination, and have had experiences in life that's kind of put those things to the test. Now, I'm not saying because you're you're religious that you're missing out on something. Religion is not bad. And it's simply, if you really want to be technical, everything is a form of religion. What is a religion? It's based on uh, repetitive traditions being celebrated. Repetitive designs being used uh, to implement some form of behavior based on a practice. A form of a ritual being practiced continuously or repetitiously, which becomes traditionally a ceremony or ceremonial. So, you've heard the old saying, "Practice makes perfect," right? Well, the, we know that th- one of the definitions of insanity is repeating the same thing expecting a different result. Religion is repeating a tradition, or a ritual, a rites of passage. To create an individually or, or excuse me, to create an individual as well as a collective result, an outcome. The thing is when, when we're worshiping uh, spiritually a creator, the Creator acts when the Creator is ready. but us being spiritually or spiritual beings having a physical experience, we can create the desired effect. From a smaller point of view, from our side, because we have that spiritual essence, the material spirituality that we're formed and created from, which is the creator of of all creation. So we can initiate, if you will, uh, a lot of our spiritual experiences may not come directly from the highest of highs, but in terms of breaking the veil and getting in contact with the spiritual realm, we have that ability all day given to us. It's just that a lot of the ways that we see as making uh, positive efforts to do so may not always be in our best interest. So to, to make this more simplistic, what we like to try to use as tools or instruments Through harmonizing, meditating, seances, conjuring, spiritual um, relics or or modalities of any of all kinds. Whatever we are doing to channel, in other words, um, the spiritual realm, we're opening doorways. But usually we open doorways to lower dimensional planes um, in which demonic or negative type of entities dwell and reside on. And usually that's who we are in contact with most times so for most times that that we're doing these things we're getting misinformation from 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 a little bit of truth to half truth to some truth to a complete lie and all these beings are usually um all they usually care about is possessing having a body To do their will or to do as they please Someone to torture And if it's biblically sound Doctrine that we're using Then we know these beings that are unclean Or fallen And a lot of what we call demonic If not demons Their whole agenda is to um, Initially Lead us away from the creator They know that their uh, Their final judgment is already set And they're just awaiting it In the meantime, while they're waiting, their job is to lead as many of us astray through all types and all forms of spiritual ignorance that we think is spiritual progress and um, spiritual ascension and all these different things we've been told and promised and given glimpses and shown. And yet we sound deep, we sound intelligent when we're talking about consciousness and the good guys versus the bad the light versus the dark the higher dimensional vibrational uh realities the the being on ships and all this knowledge of crystals and everything but yet this is what i want to ask you who is taking over the planet right now the dark forces now a lot of you call yourself light workers um a lot of you say that you're um shadow boxing some of these ba- these <clears throat> Um, you have different term- terms and technology I mean different terminologies you use for the uh, technologies that are out there um, and it's, it's so much it's, it's, it's really a collage of a lot of things but nothing is far fetched when it comes to this Bible When I look at CERN and I see that they had done when they first came out celebrating using their little ritual dances in Switzerland, when they were dressed up like demons and fallen angels and um, portraying the opening of it was the opening of the mouth ceremony. You just didn't realize that's what it was, but that's exactly what it was from ancient Kemet. Um, What they were doing is they were showing you symbolically what is about to truly happen and what's been happening and what's going to happen even more further down the road or closer than we may think when they open this portal what beings are going to step through and there's beings already that step through and many times they've they've attempted to open this portal however it hasn't been completely open yet now that's what you read about when you read revelations chapter nine you know where There's an angel that has to come down and give the keys to the bottomless pit to be opened. Well, I I truly believe, and this is my personal belief, that that door they're talking about opening in Revelation 9 is through CERN. And the reason why I say that is because in the scriptures of Revelation chapter 9, that's the same chapter that's talking about the being known as Apollyon. Abaddon in Hebrew. Well, some of you say Abaddon. (laughs) Abaddon. In Hebrew, meaning the place of destruction or destroyer, but in Greek, his name is Apollyon, which means the destroyer. And you hear about him in Revelation chapter 9, verse 11, but you hear about where he dwells and the things that he's king over the abyss of those beings that will be released upon the earth in Revelation chapter 9. this is the time where some men will be on the earth and they will be stung by these beings and they will wish to die. But for five to six months, they will not. They will be in uh, complete and total agony, suffering, wishing they could die, trying to die, but won't be able to. And so this being Abaddon, whom a lot of people have mistaken as Satan, he's not he's a type of Satan. Yes, but he's not Hashatan. He's not the leader of the of the satanic agency. Okay, he is going to be the one If you're reading the scriptures carefully In all of Revelations He's going to be the one to incarnate As the Antichrist He's the beast Now the beast is not just a system It's actually run The harlot is running the system right now And the beast will come after the harlot During the abomination of desolation Once the Antichrist sits in the sanctuary Or the temple of God And declares himself the most high Amongst all gods Okay, we read about that in the 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. But my thing is this, fam. Apollyon will be the Antichrist. The dragon that's spoken of in the Bible is Satan, whom he would give his power to this being, this hybrid being known as the Antichrist. And then you'll have the false prophets or false prophet. He has to create his own counterfeit trinity symbolically like, uh, like the Most High. OK, so um, anyway, these are the things that you will learn more about in these last two series of the rapture that we're going to talk about. Now, unfortunately, I'm not going to go over all of revelations in these last two because it's a lot. Each one of those chapters in revelations is a lesson within itself. OK, I could spend a week just on each chapter by itself because that's how uh, I'm big that people don't realize studying the scriptures are, where they don't just correlate by themselves and the book that they're talked about. They correlate with all other books in the Bible, which is which is a building point from the times that they were written and put in the, in, into uh, circulation publicly. Those were the times that these books are talking from a past to present uh, correlation. They synchronize. That's why I say the book of Daniel is going with the book of Revelation, even though they're 90 years apart. These books are synonymous because they're talking about the same things in each one of these books. Zechariah, Matthew, all the four Gospels of, of Matthew, Luke, John and Mark. And you have to take into account when you're reading Timothy, second and first and second Thessalonians, first and second Chronicles, first and second Kings, first uh, and second Samuel uh, First and second Baruch, uh, Esdras, all these different things that play an intricate part in your Bible correlate from beginning to end. And this is why in Isaiah 46, verse 10, the Lord declares the beginning from the end. He already knew from the jump how it was going to be, play out, and it's just a matter of it playing out in linear time. Um, the Most High is as a, as a being. Who's not only multidimensional, he's trans He's trans dimensional. It means he's outside of time. He can go back and forth. He can be in all forms of time at the same time. He's not bound by or limited by these things because he's the creator of it. He's outside of it. Uh, Even within the certain dimensions of time that he's in. uh, They're different. He's within time and outside of time at the same time. That's why it's eternal for him. But at the same time, he's also within time because he's going through time as we speak. So that's what I'm saying, man. It's deep. It's so much deepness to this stuff, man. It's not just sitting down and singing some hymns on Sunday, clapping your hands and looking and see who who's wearing what and who came in there with who and, and somebody up there harmonizing and playing y'all. Sideways and and talking out the side of his neck, man. (laughs) It's bigger than that, man. It's a whole lot of things. Principles are are set based on foundations. Principles are based or or set. They're the the building blocks of what foundation is, is built upon. And that's why you have to have a sound doctrine, as the Bible is called. Because it's based on principles and foundation of creation. It lays down... The foundation of how all this came into being, who we are, how we play into this and what's been going on. And these mysteries are now being revealed through those who get down with the most high, who will follow us through Yahusha, Mashiach. Now, you could say, well, I'm not quite I'm a believer of Christ to be like some of like, okay, for instance, you take the Muslims. Are of the Quran, they believe that all religions have truth in them. They believe that Jesus is real and they believe he's only a prophet. They don't believe he's the son of God, they believe he's a prophet, like Muhammad. There's so much I hate to say it to some of my Muslim brothers and sisters listening because this is going to sound offensive, and I don't say that to do no such thing, but I don't know any other way to put it. But there's a and you can say this about the Bible if you want to make it fair. And wherever you point those things out, I'll be more than happy to clarify them to clear them up. But in some aspects of the Quran, it's very flawed. And it didn't come until after the scriptures in the Bible. Although people want to say Islam is older than Christianity, the three youngest of the religions is Islam, Judeo and Christianity. And the youngest, the baby of them all, they'll say is Christianity. But that's just not true. There's also aspects of that whole entire Bible I could prove as far as even religious is concerned. I don't have the time to do it. And I'm not here again to offend no one. So please don't take anything I said offensive. If you do, that's my apologies. But that is not the intent. You guys know I'll keep it real. I'll keep it raw. I'll keep it authentic. I I don't care what's first. I don't have no stake in what, what what came before what. I'm only speaking what it is. And that's it. And if there's something I've said that's wrong, okay, hey, call me on it, show it to me. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. Clarify it here publicly and make it no no big deal about it and move on. Because I don't have an ego about being right or wrong. I don't have no ego about following a certain way. I don't have an ego about it. There's no need for an ego. This ain't got nothing to do with what I think. You heard me read that to you earlier when I was giving you the scriptures. So, yes, this all started based on what I was talking about was We all The World. As you guys heard in the song, earlier it says, we're saving our own lives. But that's based on decisions, right? Yes. But because there's so many loopholes that's going against the scriptures, it's hard for me to believe that's all it was talking about. And I, I, I would actually urge any of you To not be naive and thinking that I'm reaching for something that's not there. No, I'm reaching and I'm finding. And I need you all to open your minds up, to take time. And this is coming from the heart, as it always does for me. But a lot of you won't see it because, simply put, you just don't study enough of your Bibles or a Bible that, that you have around you to see these things. But that's why we do scriptures on the show to show you they ain't coming from me or they ain't out of context that it's, it's in reference to these things. So, you remember, you heard me just read in Matthew 16, verse 24 and 25, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for Christ's sake shall find it. So when we're saving our own lives, as, as it's ad- adequately put in the uh, song, We Are The World, by USA for Africa, and then he turned around and they even said God has shown the way by turning stones to bread when you read in Matthew 4 verse 4 that's a lie Satan was trying to tempt God he says if you are the son of God trying to bait him into making it seem like he was lying about it then you should turn these stone, command these stones to turn to bread and that's when Yahusha corrected him and got back at him and said listen it is written Man shall not live by bread alone, but by the very word of God. So you see, that's two things I pointed out. The next thing I want to point out, and we are the world. Is as they're singing this song. They're giving all this thanks to the world. Now, you'll see what's wrong with that. We want to clean the world up. The word, the Bible tells us what I've read it to you. I told you it says be in the world, but not of it. Now, where is that at? That's in John. And I read that to you. That was the first thing I read to you. John 17, verse 11 and verses 14 through 15. I read to you the book of James, chapter four, verse four, where it says, be not friends with the world for friendly people. or I mean, for people who are friendly with the world is an enemy to God. Now, you can't say God hates the world. He created it. And I told you earlier, he don't hate the planet. He hates the generational thinking of sin that's been passed down through these generations. Because he loves the world so much, let's read St. John three sixteen. He says, in John six, uh, in John chapter three, verse sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Now, some of your Bibles might say beloved, and the word for that is yakid, meaning beloved son. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse seventeen for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through the, but that the world through him might be saved. So that doesn't sound like a God who hates the world. He hates worldly ways, which is sin. He hates the way that the devil whom he's appointed this world has taken this world and tore it all up because he's mad for what He's done in heaven and being punished for him and his fallen angels. They rebelled against the most high. And that's the sin that they'll never be able to be forgiven for. Their fate is already sealed. In other words, they know that their fate is going to come to a drastic end when all of this is all said and done. So in the meantime, he's been given free reign within the spiritual boundaries and laws that he's he's allowed to tempt as many of us as much as he can convincing us through other religions spiritual doctrine or false doctrines uh through other ways to say that you are all of these things you don't need god to be these things or to confirm you these things you don't need to approve of him you are made in his image and likeness you have powers you believe whatever you want to do and if you believe it you can do it i give you all of that that's what he's offering y'all false promises Anything to lure you more further into the trap. And some of you are falling for it because you can't see anything bad with it from the, from where the it looks good to the eye, just like the uh, fruit looked good to Eve's eye. And she thought it was good. So she ate from it. So Genesis three said. So he has a way of tempting you. Yes, he's been given these things. And he says, I can give them to whomever I please, whoever I want. And what does he do? He makes little deal. He makes big deals with you for a small deal for your soul. That's why the Bible said in Matthew chapter 16 that you heard me read when I finished reading, when I read more, it says, for what would it profit a man to gain the whole world and yet lose his soul? And what would he exchange for? a soul?" people are doing these type of deals every day. You think it's just something somebody wrote down in a book? You think it's some people just said because that's, that's the way they interpret it and the terminologies they used in their time? No, whatever's happened before will happen again. Because history repeats itself because nothing new is under the sun and you're seeing it every now, every day, seeing how things are turning out. The prophecies are coming true. Folks are getting worse. Laws are being changed every day. They're not even equal laws at that. They're only one sided favoring a certain particular type of people and anybody else that doesn't fall in place. Oh, they won't just be acquitted or punished or excluded. They will be prosecuted. And later, once this thing becomes like the movie The Purge, they'll be persecuted. Prosecution and persecution are pretty much similar. Only thing is, they're both with the legal systems, but they'll both be one. will you being put away, thrown in the jail. The other one is you'll be legally um, killed. They will kill you. Whether that's coming in the form of a beheading, injection, or electric chair, you will be persecuted for your beliefs. Look, I mean, people are dying now, and they're not having they're pulling sanctions and all that, but they're more worried about the LGBTQ being offended than y'all actual Christians being attacked for standing on sidewalks, praying to themselves in silence, being harassed by police. They're more worried about LGBTQ people. Being hated on, picked on, but they can sit there and tell you they're coming for your kids. They're worried about that rather than they are young ladies and gentlemen who call themselves Christians in these communities and being killed. And now nobody's being prosecuted for it. They only got arrested for disturbing the peace, not killing and murdering somebody and burning them to the stake like they're in the Salem witch hunt or something. This is the type of stuff we're heading into. But no LGBTQ people can be on the White House lawn half naked with signs up celebrating Pride Month with their flag next to the United States. And your president, nobody arrests them. Nobody says anything. But yet, if you or I just walk around teaching the gospel, saying things out loud that may offend other people who are walking around with Baphomet shirts on, pornography shirts on. LGBTQ shirts on or any other type of uh, distasteful and unequivocal uh, type of offense to other people well it doesn't seem to hold uh, that dog won't hunt will he because those people who are doing the work as they say of of Christians who are out here preaching the gospel they're getting attacked kicked out of malls banned from coming back to certain places. They ain't put their hands on nobody. They ain't put no gun on nobody. They are having a fist fight with nobody. They ain't talk to nobody. But yet, what they're saying is offensive. But what other people say to them is okay. Folks can spit on them, pull out knives, threaten to kill them, knock down their establishment, kick their property, damage their property, violate them and their property, um, put hands on their person, everything. And the police just say, break it up. I'm seeing more and more every day on the news, these type of things. I'm seeing from people's personal recordings of, on their camera from wherever they are locally, these type of things. And it's getting sickening. People are getting more attitudes. People are getting more fierce. Folks are so out of control now. They're incontinent, as the Bible calls it. They're without self-control sexually as well as vi- violently. They're becoming more volatile. They're becoming more hateful. Prejudice. You can't see these things that the Bible has been telling you. You ain't trying to see it because like 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 says, if you are a child of the world, you're being blinded by the God of the world. Y'all don't want to hear the truth. You got itching ears. You'd rather hear Tom Hollands or um, some of these other guys. I can't even think of their names. Todd Smith. Uh, I mean, not Todd Smith. That's uh, L Cool J's name, James. I don't know. It's different pastors that's out now. And I mean, they're running everywhere. They're just coming out of the woodworks. They're sitting there and making it seem like it's okay to get along with other people. Y'all keep listening to the traditions of man. The Bible tells you not to do that. It says stay true to the word. Now, Jr. is not me. I'm not religious. Okay? I'm not here persecuting any of y'all. Some of y'all, I know personally. And I say some because, I mean, it's people that listen to my show that I know. And it's people all over the world that I don't know at all listening to my show. Who am I? I told you who I am. I told you what I'm about. I told you I have, I'm a sinner just like you. I told you I have problems. I told you I have flaws. So don't, don't keep asking me that. Listen to my shows and you'll know who I am. Listen to my shows and you'll know where I'm coming from. Listen closely, though. Don't just hear something you don't like and then just run with it like most people do. They filter in what they want. They leave out what's actually most important it's actually being said that's the problem with folk they have a short attention span they don't want to hear they've heard enough that's what they say i've heard enough no you haven't heard enough if you was being persecuted falsely and you was standing before a jury who was going to be the ones to dip de- to determine your fate would you want them just to hear enough or would you want them to hear the whole story because if you're innocent right you want to be trialed fairly you don't want people to get in their feelings because they've heard enough and to say oh he's guilty let's vote now no, because then that may be years or life imprisonment. You don't want to be guilty at all. So you want people to hear the whole matter before coming to a conclusion. That's the whole point. It's no different in your every day to day life, whatever you're doing or whoever you're in, in a dispute with or whatever your, your disagreements are. You want to get the facts. You want the evidence. And I did a podcast the same month of 2020, which was January It's actually the same day Kobe died. Go back to that podcast. It's January 26, 2020. I did a podcast called Evidence versus Proof. There's a difference, fam. It's always what can you prove? You could prove that a guy who's guilty was innocent. It's all about the evidence. That's all it's about. Check out that podcast. This is what I try to share with folks is that you know just when we think we know it all we don't know anything the only thing that we know is that we don't know it all and i don't know who said this i don't know if it was uh uh someone famous said the first step to wisdom is realizing that you don't know everything <laughs> and it was true we don't you know what we think we know is nothing but a drop in a bucket we're just now, look, modern science is just now catching up to what the Bible's been saying, because the Bible was, oh, it was older people who wrote it. It was a man that wrote it. These people were, uh, were weren't as smart. These people were primitive. they I mean, just insulting the folks of the Bible. OK, and getting back to what I was going to say earlier about Greek Bible wasn't written in Greek. The Bible was written and translated from its Hebrew authentic origins, its native tongue. It was translated In the New Testament from Latin into Greek. Okay. The people of the Bible who wrote the Bible were Hebrews. No one wrote the Bible in the New Testament in Greek. So stop saying that erroneously for those of you who are out here teaching people this stuff. And a lot of you always want to go to the Greek translations as if it began and ended with the Greeks. It didn't. You want to know something. Look it up in the Hebrew. Look it up in the Aramaic. I don't care if it's modern or classic. Get as far back into the Paleo Hebrew that you can so that you will understand these words and then combine them with the Greek in your concordances and your lexicons. Okay? Get your Greek lexicon. Use BibleHub.com or Google it. Learn as much as you can. But stop saying, well, the Greek translation for that says this was that word. I don't care what the Greeks say. The Greek were Gentiles compared to the Hebrews. Okay, everything started as the Aramaic, the Hebrew people. Okay. The Gentiles were anybody that was not of Hebrew origin. Okay, Yahusha is a Jew. Okay, the guys in your Bible are Jews. Now, not everyone that had anything to do with it is always a Jew. No, you got some Gentiles that participated. Paul is an actual Jew, but he was born a Roman citizen. So he has origins in Rome but even though he's a Jew and one of his most primary languages was Coin Creek okay so yes he knows the Hebrew language because he is a Hebrew he's a Jew but he also knows how to speak Roman he was the one who was going all over the place and he had Luke Peter had Mark. So here's the things, man. Y'all got to understand. And you got to get some knowledge of some of this stuff, man. It's a lot to get. And then when I, it kind of irks me with these people today who call themselves Hebrew Israelites. Do you know that by default? You think because you're African that you're a Hebrew Israelite? Yet you only use what parts of the Bible you feel are more fitting and narrative for you. While trashing other ethnicities, such as the Caucasian. Listen, I know the Caucasians' hands are not clean. (laughs) They know that. I know that people um, of color have been abused terribly in history. But guess what? Some of our people have been done by our own people. Other tribes were selling other tribes out to foreigners. So they had a stake in it. You're not getting all of history if you think it's just a white man, folks. Get off of that. At the end of the day, you cut anybody open, their blood going to bleed the same, unless they're not from this world or unless they're some form of a hybrid. My point is this. It don't matter what color you are. If you're not right within this Bible, if you're not repenting, if you're not getting yourself spiritually inclined and endowed with real knowledge and getting your salvation and your soul right with Yahusha, it ain't gonna matter what color you are because everybody's saying when they go to hell, burning, flesh coming off, people screaming. They don't give a damn what color you are down there. Your name is not even in the book down there because your name is blotted out of existence. No one knows who you are. And even though you're next to somebody, you won't be paying attention to that because you'll be too busy in your own torment. So get off all this earth stuff y'all on, worrying about the white man and the black man, and we can't stop. We need to cut this black on black stuff out. Y'all will get mad black folks when a white man kill you and then scream affirmative action and then turn around and want to be talking about black lives matter. But what are you saying when it comes to your own killing your own? I don't see nobody coming up with no with no solution for that. Stop all this nonsense, hypocrisy and playing this race card because, you know, we can do the numbers. I can get on that level too with it. We can take the Bible completely out of it and we can just do it statistically and talk about what percentages of who was in the prison, but why they don't, you know, we could talk about it all. We can get back on some human stuff right now and we could talk about civil rights movements and all that. But do you know who's behind that? Do you, know the, do you know what groups of people started all that? And see, everybody that's saying Black Lives Matter, I'm not with the Black Lives Matter movement because they're not about black people. You see what's going on with them right now. These are divisive ways to divide the people, to create racial tension so that this thing can become more unorderly. And it's being done by on purpose that way. Remember, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 says that we need to be aware of Satan's devices because he has many, many, many ways. While you're worried about the environment as an environmentalist, which is a good thing, but you're sitting here blaming the pollutants of the world because of nuclear power plants and all these other things, the the, the chemtrails, which they want to call contrails. They're no longer contrails. They've been chemtrails for a long time, for decades. They're the ones that's putting these pesticides in the air and they're coming down on us and making us sick. That's how most people contracted COVID. It was airborne. That's not a conspiracy theory. This is actual fact. It's come from inside of doctors and everything who've actually died trying to get this information out or remarkably they had their license removed so they no longer were given um, the legal stands to practice. Which is why some people have... Become incognito, gone missing, missing in action, M.I.A. See, there's a whole lot of things that I stick my nose in because I want to know what's going on. And after I've stuck my nose everywhere I need to and heard it from different sources, to use discernment as best as I can, to get as much information as I can, to get down deep and dirty as much as I can in the rabbit hole, then I compare it to scriptures. And you know what's funny about that? Is that why y'all over here knocking scriptures looking outside of the Bible? I'm looking outside of the Bible first and then I'll go back and I use the Bible to align with the scriptures say. And guess what? The scriptures is right on point. That's my suggestion to anybody who has doubts. Read the scriptures, man. Then you can go ahead and compare and contrast all you want to. What's the harm? So, yeah, John three sixteen. we read that in 17 say that God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. So again, hold on. God so loved the world. So he loves the world. He created it. He loves the world. He just tells you not to be of the world. Don't act like they act. Don't be like the, he- the heathen. Don't be the Babylonian God's worshiping fool. They worships idols and graven images and does all these crazy sexual licentious rituals and blood sacrifices and all these other things, because now you're giving and paying heed to a false God. Oh, but Jay, the God in the Bible is satanic. Why would he have blood rituals and this and that? Why would he cut goats and things like that? you have to understand spiritual law family even ask the people who don't capitulate to the bible but understand the spirit world ask them they'll tell you blood is power it's life there's life in the blood understand blood is very powerful it's used in all forms of types of rituals good or bad why because there's life and essence in the blood of a person the spiritual essence in the soul of a person is in the blood when those lambs, as you call it, were being sacrificed, that was a form of atonement. An eye for an eye, two for a two, sin being exchanged for transgressions. Something innocent had to shed its blood for something dirty to be cleansed. That was the exchange. Then when Yahusha came in the flesh, he's called the sacrificial lamb because no longer did they have to, like they did in the Old Testament, under the law of the Torah, have to go sacrificing lambs for atonement at altars to cleanse themselves in sin for they were then found forgiven during those times when they made those sacrifices. It was for the atonement of sins, for transgressions made. When Jesus died, He did all that for us by taking on to himself through the whole entire world, darkness and sin. His blood was the covenant that was going to be made on our behalf as he interceded on our behalf. That you read about in Hebrews chapter seven, verse 24 through 25. Right. Which gets to right at 25 when he went through the order of Melchizedek. He also had to be baptized. I mean, he had to be. Uh, he had to go through everything you see. He, he laid out the blueprint, the baptism, the, the prayer and supplication, prayer and fasting, all the things he did as a human. He wants us to do exactly as he says, how he instructs and in the order. That's why it's called the book of instructions before leaving earth. Hence the word Bible. This is why it's called that. And this is why it's reaffirming that in Second Timothy three. When you read about it in verse 16 and 17, that this Bible was given to you by the spirit of God. All scripture is given by the spirit of God. Some of you call it divine inspiration. That's an English word that does, you no justice. You won't understand it when you hear it. It just say, oh, divine inspiration. But when you do the etymology of the word, right, the ruach, when you do that, when you get into the actual word of what that means, It means the divine breath that came from the Lord himself, the same breath that he breathed into man in Genesis two, seven. I have to give you all more scriptures on what the Bible is telling you when it says God is life. That's not just an expression. Everything you're breathing right now called oxygen. That's the most high. You don't get it. You think that's a figure of speech or an expression. I'm telling you, literally, it's the most high. (laughs) Y'all just don't get it. This being is not just some being sitting on a throne. This being is the very fabric of reality itself. And all outside of all time and space, he is literally all all incorporated, all inclusive because it's all him. You take him away, you take everything with it. That's what I'm trying to say. So for some people who don't want to rock with this, who rather say, well, you know, we are these divine beings. We are divine. We come from the most high. He knew you before you were in the body. Why? Because he gave you his spirit. There's a difference between the spirit the soul and the flesh. The soul is who you are through the mind. It's who you individually are. Your character. The spirit is what makes you up. It's the essence of him. All these things combined in a fleshly body makes you you in the physical world. You're three aspects of the same being. The only thing is when you die, the spirit returns unto God who gave it. What, what remains is the soul because, you know, the body returns to the earth, which becomes dust. So what's left is the soul. The spirit returns unto God. That's in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse six. Now, here's the kicker. If you go into heaven, he gives you a better spirit. Then he puts you. He, he, he's a generator. Not only does he give you a better spirit, he gives you a spiritual body called a glorified body. So you are you're a solid, but you're not a you're not a you're not an actual you're not an earthly being. You're a heavenly being. You're a celestial being. You can walk through walls. You can do things, all the things that Jesus did. See, that's why they could his disciples could touch him when he came back after he was crucified. When Mary Magdalene saw him at the tomb by herself. He wasn't in his glorified body. He was in his resurrected, his immortal body. You're going to learn more about that, as I already just told you about in the last rapture and resurrection part two. I told you all of that. But when we get into part three, fam, you're going to learn what it means to really be in a resurrected body. See, I gave you all of that information in the last podcast, which is why it was so long. You're going to get more into the thickening of it, and you're going to learn more about where these raptures took place And where they're going to happen in Revelations, those are the things we're going to get more deeper into when we have part three and part four. And I hope part four knocks all three of them out of the closet, because if you like part one and and a lot of you said you've liked part one, you said you love part two. If you like that, hopefully I can do my best to give you part three and part four. Even then, I won't be giving you everything. Because it's just too much information fam and you have to be well prepared for this because this stuff can burn you out and not because it's bad because it weighs on the spirit ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 12 says studying creates exhaustion so you all know how you study for something or you're up working late or you're working on a project it creates exhaustion the brain needs to rest your body needs rest. You're in these, these, these weak bodies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're, we're, we're in these bodies, man. We can only react to the program. This body ain't nothing but a biological computer. And when somebody possesses it or tries to possess it, that's called hacking. It's called biological hacking. Another word for possession. So you have to take good care of your bodies. You know, I told y'all, man, no matter which kind of words y'all try to come out and talk about, the Bible is the same in all capacities. It's just knowing the terms, man, recognizing what is going on when it's going on. I told you about John three sixteen and 17. I just read it. Now, let's read 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. 1 John, that was St. John or just regular uh, gospel of John. The epistle of John that you heard me read. Now we're going to go to first John and we're going to read chapter three, verse 16. All right. So first John chapter three, verse 16 says, hereby perceive we, the love of God, because he laid down his life for us and we, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Verse 17 but whoso has this world's good and sees his brother have need and shuts up his heart of compassion from him? How dwells the love of God in him? Verse 18, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. So in other words, to show love, do it in deeds and actions. But what's remarkable about these two passages, verse 16 and 17, all the way into 18, verse 16 literally tells you a similarity that's parallel to St. John, chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, when it says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever whosoever uh, believeth in him shall not be condemned, but shall have everlasting life, right? For God sent his world not into the, the world to condemn it, but to save it. That's how much he loved us to create. He sent his son to be a sacrifice because his blood of the lamb, hence Jesus, was the only blood that was sinless. And he was the blood. His blood was the covenant and promise to man that through his son, men can be redeemed in the name of Jesus Christ through grace. No longer under the law of the Torah. That don't mean that they don't follow the laws of the Torah. That means that they don't have to do everything that the laws of the Torah told them, like make sacrifices to lambs. Jesus was the lamb. The name Jesus is the name that became above all names. He was glorified. So he took the keys of death. Now he holds them because he is the king of life. That's why he's called the everlasting life. The father of everlasting life. He has, you want to know what some of his names are? Read Isaiah chapter 11, verse two. No, I take that back. Isaiah 11, verse two is talking about the seven spirits of God. You want to know his names? Read Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. So here's the thing. What's remarkable about 1 John chapter 3 verse 16 is this. It says hereby we it says hereby perceive we the love of God. Now here it is again, talking about the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. Now, if you said God is laying down his life for us, well, who was that? That was Jesus, right? The Son of God. We know he's God because we read all the passages that say he's God. We read 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. We read 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. Um I mean we read first John chapter um, five verse seven the three witnesses in heaven that bear record. We read first John chapter um five verse nineteen through twenty. We just read first John chapter three, verse sixteen. Since God laid down his life for us, he loved us so much. Well that was Jesus. So Oh, in Philippians, Philippians chapter two, verse five to 11 or five to 13. How much more proof does some of you all need? And I'm not here to, to get into no debate with nobody. You want to do that all on your own, because if you can read, right, if you can read basic English and you got a concordance to help you with the translations, it shouldn't be a problem understanding what you're hearing or what you're seeing. Stop trying to uh, stop trying to symbolically use euphemisms and in the place of the Bible. Stop trying to make it symbolic. Oh, that what they were really saying was, and then you barely can't, you can't even explain it because in the original tongue or translation of what they were saying, it was pretty literal what they meant. That's why I say you all better stop just taking people's word for some and get it yourself. Because that's why I tell you all check behind me. But I ain't got no no time to be telling you no lies. But how do you know that you don't until you check behind for yourself and get it for yourself? That's what I urge all people to do. Never just take anybody's word for something um, at face value just because, you know, they seem nice. They sound nice. The government looks like it's helping sometimes, too, but it's the one that's usually planning your demise. At least the shadow government that's running this government and the people that are in positions of power don't seem to be doing much about it, but following suit. Think for yourself, fam. Remember, the Bible says, let God, let every man be a liar, but God be the truth. That's in Romans chapter three, verse four. Don't hit me with this. Well, man wrote the Bible, of course, man in the flesh, but did not know ordinary man. These men were led by the spirit of God. You don't think that the creator of the universe made sure everything matches what he says. That's why he cannot lie. Everything he said would happen in the old is happening in the new. No man can do that. No man knows the day or the hour. No man can tell you what is about to transpire from one generation to the next all the way thousands into thousands of years later. Come on or millions of years for that matter. Especially in a time that is not yet in our time. And I'll give you an example of that. Let's 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 trans, uh, let's let's go to something else. Let's relocate. Let's t- let's come out of the Bible and let's look at Egypt. Look at the Egyptians. Look how advanced their civilizations were. Look at the hieroglyphs, which we call the Meduneter, the language of the gods in Egypt, in Kemet, that is. Look at what they put on their walls. Submarines, helicopters. You saw this in the Mesopotamian walls of uh, Iraq, which is Iraq. Right? This is talking about even in the Sumerian cuneiform ta- tablets. Look at all the different gods. Look at the wheel that they have that looks like CERN that they were talking about is a portal. A gateway opening. A Tower of Babel. Study these things. Man, y'all have heard me talk about these different beings, names. You've heard me quote different names for these beings you've heard me break down things esoterically you've heard me show you things occult wise so you know I know what I'm talking about because I ain't just do it in the bible I did it outside of the bible I'm asking, I'm asking y'all to do that so that is the whole point of all of this and, and I just want y'all to get an understanding of that so yeah so you know family get it We're going to conclude our podcast for the day. Just take these things to heart. Study them for yourself. When we get there, you'll understand what I'm saying. On that note, I'm your boy Jerry Dada. Love everyone. Peace. Namaste.